Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest. I'm Patricia. Yes, Patricia's back. And thank you again so much for coming on the podcast to belt out whatever feelings we have about Project (laughs) Runway. No, really. Thank you for welcoming me again. (laughs) So uh, Patricia and I were talking off podcasts and we kind of got into a little bit of how we've been feeling about these shows airing back to back. And I was like, let's just get into it so we can actually just rant on the podcast, on audio, and I can record all of this and we can include it. But yes, so... I mean, we all know, uh, unless you're listening to this and you're not watching right now and you have no idea what's going on, but we are in the midst of an epic Project Runway double week phenomenon. And it has been an entire challenge in and of itself to watch both shows. And I think as Bravo has been airing, so now we're on our second episode of Bravo, it's been com- it's becoming apparent just how much Bravo is diverging from the Lifetime version. And uh, so so what we're going to do today is flip what we did last week and generally cover our tried and true all-star Lifetime version. And then we're going to do our deep dive into Bravo because uh, the differences are, are differences are so stark, but also I want to give some um, equity to to both of them. And also acknowledging that Lifetime, the episode this week was Lifetime sized, I would say prime size. So they went up to 90 minutes for this past episode. <laughs> lifetime. And then, um, you know, our, our normal hour for um, for Project Runway and Bravo. But so, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, just before we get into this. Patricia, do you want to give me just your overall view of the differences or what you've been feeling about going back and forth between the Bravo version and the Lifetime version and the Lifetime version? Okay, so I should I really should start by saying that I am no Project Runway scholar in the way that you are. <laughs> so there are differences that I'm just not picking up on yet oh, because no. yeah, I've so watched even just like very general in- feelings. Like, does it feel different? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, I mean, I think with both of with both shows, Tim mm-hmm. Gunn's absence is very much felt. Um, but aside from that, um, mm. oh God, now I'm like totally blanking out. Oh no, that's okay because we're gonna we're gonna get into it, and as as it comes up, you know, um, you know, if you, I'm, I'm going to, it's, it's an Evelby going to come up. We're going to mishmash them together. We're going to talk about both shows. So I apologize if it's at all confusing for you guys who aren't watching both versions, or if you're just coming to the podcast and you're watching the Bravo version, you're like, wait, what lifetime? What's that? Yeah, guys, there's another project runway happening right now on, on lifetime. Cause I think that's also happening. A lot of people are waking up to the franchise just because it's back on a familiar network and um, had no idea that it was happening on Lifetime, which is really, you know, it's really fascinating. I just think this is such an interesting time for this show. 
All right. So, okay. So let's, let's get into it. Let's start with, with, um, with all stars. And, um, again, you know, as opposed to, to Bravo on all stars, we don't know where they live. So they always start right on the runway. (laughs) And, um, I think this is sort of the manufactured feelings episode in a way. We have Alyssa coming out to intro as always and um, kind of asking the designers like, so guys, there's only four of you and this is the last challenge before the finale. What has been the toughest thing about this season? And they give their kind of answers or whatever. But um, uh, it's 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 a really awkward way of shoehorning in the challenge this episode because a challenge is essentially about family and family portraits and Mm -hmm. there's this thing that Alyssa does where um first of all okay can we just talk about the dress she's wearing on the intro do you remember this dress is it orange is it orange oh no that was the the uh, runway dress for the day of the runway oh oh so no I don't remember it (laughs) yeah she was just wearing this this a-line deep v sleeveless dress that was embroidered to the in, to an inch of its life with beading and different colors. I do remember. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it was you know kind of it was a it was like a like a weird um, in between a statement dress and also a very ho hum dress. It was really strange to me, um, Alyssa. Like she's just been strange this entire season. Um, anyway, so so they give their answers to her question about what's been the toughest thing and um Bedell who I thought he would be competing against a bunch of no-name returning de- designers reminds us that he was you know when he first came onto the show was surprised to see other winners um and as I think is not necessarily surprised to get this far but I think in a way his confidence has been you know whittled down a bit um, rightfully so. And um, we get the challenge finally that Alyssa is like, you know, I could not be here and do this thing with you guys if I didn't have my family. So this is a challenge about families and different types of families. And, you know, and elegantly she intros it and and basically is just kind of um, this is the challenge. They put Irina, the winner, to work right away. So it's kind of like, what's the point of winning? You get to pass out all of the cards for the homework assignment. And and I have to bring up the Bravo show because the introduction to this compared to the Bravo introduction, which we will get into later, um, mm. is so, I mean, it's, yeah. It's a world it's, apart. It's, it's literally worlds apart. It's worlds apart. Yeah. Yeah. So it is so stripped down and before Bravo started airing, this is just fine. This is the way it has been. But now that we've had two episodes of Bravo, I'm like, holy crap. Yeah, this is just, you know, just just here, just there, just just getting into it and um, not very well produced or planned out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So we get our 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 family cards and. Um, I think my favorite part of this is that they find out that they're going to be making three looks in two days. <laughs> right. 
because they all seem shocked. And for the first time, I think we get some real uh, emotion from Dimitri, who looks really, really pissed off because he has to actually make something and actually has to, you know, pull his shit together and and put in some real work. But um, also the budget for them, for three people, is $400. So. In two days. In two days. They can't even get triple their normal budget. They just get $400. Um, so, so, yeah. So they actually get to meet their families and um, they all get to kind of schmooze a little bit. And this is also a wonderful time to get an idea of, of who these families are and what they're about and how they've kind of put them together. And I think we, we also get from some of them where they are, um, you know, there's, there's some assumptions like, Oh, are you the mother is like, no, I'm the godmother or I'm the grandmother and things like that. So, so we have Bedell with his family. He has um, a, a, a single mom and a sister and a brother. We have Dimitri and it's a lesbian couple and their son then we have Irina, who's got the godmother, a mother and the son. And then Michelle has this, a Polish family where the matriarch is a grandmother and then um, a son, uh, a transgender son and a daughter. Uh, I think I can't remember her name. But um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, do you have any th- any thoughts about this time with all of them and then how, you know, getting to know one another how they interact with how interacted with the families and anything exciting about this time? Um, I mean, for me, it was just interesting to look at the different um, energy levels that each designer brings mm-hmm. to connecting with each family. And I was, I was a little annoyed with um, the way Irina was like, Oh, they like to dance. They're festive. And I'm like, I know. What, in Russia, in Georgia, people don't dance? They aren't festive? Like, what culture isn't festive? I know. (laughs) She's like, wait, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It was a little odd. I was like, okay, that's hugely, annoyingly stereotypical, and that's why your clothes look like that. (laughs) Yeah. But hey. (laughs) Because she's like, yeah, they eat, they laugh, they dance. They're very festive. (laughs) I know. Anyone compared to you is festive. So. I know. And then I, well, I felt bad for thinking what I just said after what happened later in the show with her family scene. But I'll wait until you <laughs> No, I have a lot to say about that, too, because it's it is. OK, we'll we'll get to Arena in a bit. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I think with it's so funny because to me, Bedell is so corny in how he's schmoozing with his family because a mom is like, yeah, my name is, I don't, I didn't write down all their names, but he has the, um, I think their name is Paul, Paulino de Jesus family. And mm-hmm. the mother is like, yeah, this is my son. This is my, 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 uh, my daughter. And he goes, you mean your sister and your brother? I know. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, but <laughs> You're so good. Come on. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, no, I am clearly the mother. (laughs) And it's so funny because later on she tells him when she's like, listen, I don't want clothes that makes me look too old or too young because she probably does because, you know, whatever, it's fine. She probably gets that all the time. 
Um, Because who knows? Maybe she was like young when she had them. But she's like, I don't want to look like I don't want to get this. Like, I don't want to look too young. Don't make me yeah. look too too like too serious. But I'm I want to look my age. So. Yeah, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Also, we have Dimitri, who is like, ugh, uh, what's what's going on? And you're like, oh, um, we're so excited. Are you excited? He's like, ugh, no. Can you look at my face? No, I'm not excited. And enough about whatever you, you guys want. I don't care about what you want. But what about me and my life right now? I have to make three outfits for three dumb people. <laughs> so what I am know. I doing here? Two days. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. my gosh. He was sort of like ambivalent, like completely just not. Um, he didn't seem very emotionally permeable with them. It was oh, just yeah. like, I'm over here, you are over there. You don't want to wear a dress? I'm going to put you in something that resembles a dress. You know, it was sort of like. <laughs> I, don't know. I know, that's exactly what it was. She's like, um, I'm looking at you. And I mean, he's looking at this woman who's wearing jeans and a normal t-shirt like she walked into jc penny or macy's or i don't know even old navy just wearing normal normal clothes and she's like i'm going to put you in a dress and she's like um can we not as yeah. much as possible i don't want to be put in a dress she's like oh look in my face i don't want to be challenged anymore i just want to make you a dress and it's like no, you're not going to do that. And that's not what she wants. So you can't just pull out whatever it is. But he, he you know, he kind of manages to shoehorn that in somehow with Tina. I remember Tina because Tina's name comes up a lot. Yeah, so he definitely yeah. is like, I'm going to make you a dress. She's like, okay, all right. You're going to dress mm. out of me. Um, yeah. So and then we also have Michelle with her adopted Polish family. And um, yeah. I have a feeling, it, yeah, Michelle, I, I really wonder where her family is from, but because I, I think she has this Eastern European thing going on. But she wants to brighten up the family because she looks at their clothes and says their patterns and their fabrics are all wrong. <laughs> but I'm like, but you you do a lot of wrong on your on your side, Michelle. And, and I wonder. Uh, if that... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wonder if that was just typecasting on behalf of the show's producers. Oh, Michelle does wacky patterns. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why couldn't Michelle get the quote, quote, um, I don't know, the lesbian couple? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, well, I mean, do do you think that they'd be more into her crazy fabric choices? Well, I think pairing, I mean, I'm assuming they casted these families also. So Hmm. having somebody with a lot of personality, Hmm. meaning uh, the the grandmother, who I thought was awesome, um, having somebody with a lot of personality with a designer that is kind of all over the place with pattern. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. What does that mean? So I I just wondered if, if... what the thought process was for even pairing these these groups up like that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, they picked them. I'm sorry. They picked them by card. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they, okay. oh yeah. They it wasn't a... Yeah. 
Um, okay, so that was chance. Oh, my apologies. My apologies. No, no, no. Just... That's okay. Because it, it reminds me of a thought I had at the beginning where an, an advantage to Irina for being the winner last week would have been a description of the family, something, something besides just the name. So you have the, you know, you have the Caden Odell family and the Coto Rodriguez family. But instead of just having their names be like, this is like the son and this is what he likes to do he's a dancer and then the mom's an actress and not even they don't even have to have photographs or pictures of them or any type of description of their measurements but at least something about who they are and then mm-hmm. Irina could have been like oh you know what I kind of I want that yeah. right same thing with you know and then maybe she could have just chosen for everyone else and that could have been a little bit more interesting and and, mm. and maybe she could have tripped up Michelle on her own by giving her the Polish family. But right, um, right. yeah, but I, 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 I think also the way they cast these families is just remarkable. I, I think in a way mm-hmm. the family casting was the best thing about this episode. Um, <laughs> I love them on the runway. We'll get to that. But I, I, oh, I really yeah. love these people. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, so are, are anything else before we go on to mood? No, does the family um does they have their family phone calls before mood or after? After mood. After okay, and time. No. Yeah. So before mood, no, I'm all good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I want to bring up mood. Nothing really happens in in mood. There there's some made up drama between of course Bedell and and uh-huh. Dimitri that I I don't really care about. Over black fabric. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, there's so much black <laughs> fabric there. Seriously. It's like, I need a double-sided nylon. You know what? Listen, don't, I mean, really the drama over black nylon? <laughs> it's not a lot. But also I think this is the biggest difference. One of the biggest difference between this version and the Bravo version, because the way the designers walked into mood this time was like they, own the place it was it's so different from even like project runway prime i'll say on lifetime where you know designers kind of run in there crazily uh confused by how big everything is but these designers are like guys we have 30 minutes but really we could do this in 10 and they just saunter around i'm like wow this is kind of i i, I really like that part i'm like you yeah. know but it's also um you know, less interesting to watch because there is no swatch. I don't know where swatch is. We haven't seen swatch in a while. And, uh, and the, the designers are, they know exactly what they want and are just kind of doing it. And that's, that's yeah. it. <laughs> we have yeah. to say about mood. And um, I think, I think, Oh, can I just say that's, yeah. I think that's exemplary, exemplary of something or telling of something that we see later before they talk to Anne, where I think each designer, I think there must be, or there must have been a slightly less bit of pressure because suddenly they're designing for somebody else as mm-hmm. opposed to just for runway. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm designing for these three people who I've now met. I have a pretty solid idea about mm-hmm. what I want to do. And then when, when they meet with Anne, there's a little bit of, um, that gets... Um, shattered, not shattered, but ruffled a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think what you're noticing is indicative of that, of their walking in there knowing exactly what they want for a person they have in mind. 
mm-hmm. which is not just a runway presentation, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, that's that's interesting because we do hear from Bedell later some stuff about that. I mean, I won't get into now, but we'll we'll wait a little bit yeah. um, to get yeah. into their their uh, um, what they're thinking and their mindsets. Um, <clears throat> so we lift back to the workroom again. Lift is a giant partner this season. So they lift back to the workroom for day one, and this is our first two day challenge, I believe. Is that? I think this is our first two-day challenge. I'm not, I'm not sure. Sure, either. <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys, because on Project Runway on Bravo, it's only been two-day challenges, so I'm getting this mixed up now. I apologize. Uh, so, but anyway, we get back in, and my first note is that Patel loves top stitching denim. It makes him so happy. It's cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? No, not for me. I know. And I mean, to me, I'm like, man, what must it be like to be able to whip up some jeans all the time? Be like, you know what? I really love changing that needle and working with heavy duty yarn or heavy duty um, thread and all this stuff. Because for me, sewing, the, the most annoying thing about sewing is having to change the needle depending on what kind of fabric you're using. So whenever I'm working with denim or canvas, I'm just like, God damn, I got to take out my gigantic needles and, you know, whatever. That's it's it's neither here nor there. But to see Bedell so happy about it, I'm like, you're meant to do this. <laughs> yeah, no, to- completely, like completely. Yeah, yeah. But this is before we have Anne. So anything um, that stood out to you? Um, no, maybe at some point in this episode, I think Dimitri, I'm sorry, at some point in, in this, mm-hmm. or before the talk with Anne, Dimitri said something like, I see myself winning, I see myself in the finale, but I don't have a plan. Oh, yeah. And I was sort of like, oh, so how does that work? I know. <laughs> and I think that him being in mood... And him, meaning Dimitri, being in mood, um, again, was very much ruled by that, in a way. Yeah, yeah. No plan, no plan. No plan. um, And I think we also get to see a little bit of what he bought. And it looked like he bought some, he's really into velvet. and, And he's been into velvet this entire season. And he ended up buying... Uh, baby pink velvet which matched a shirt that he was wearing at the same time he was wearing like this baby pink um, kind of distressed cotton shirt cotton t-shirt and I'm just like maybe he looked at that and was like for some reason I really like this I like velvet but what I'm a, I'm drawn to this pink and he just used his shirt as a swatch and it's like I want that it just doesn't yeah. make any sense it's so strange and also why are you putting this woman who doesn't even want to be put in a dress why are you choosing baby pink velvet for her top? It was just weird to me. I know, I yeah. know. And then, but it's in, I kept on thinking about that whole, I see myself winning, I see myself in the finale, but I don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. When Anne comes in and tells him, we need a, a Dimitri wow moment on the runway, and his complete lack of enthusiasm response which was, <laughs> it will be there, you know, and I'm like, okay, unconvincing. I know. <laughs> I mean, because he's just... He's just really lost, and it carries into that. Um, and let's go. Let's go into Anne time because I I just want to point out that that Anne is wearing a heavy boucle dress, 
with an asymmetrical <laughs> skirt and it's 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 a wow moment for Anne and she has the the raw edges going on around her neck I'm like wow it's a lot Anne but um okay and I and I wrote a little bit down about what she how she introed herself and you know she comes into the workroom and she she goes she's like week after week you've shown us fabulous looks on the runway <laughs> But I'm about to state the obvious because our writers neglected to put that into Alyssa's script this morning. So production just told me outside that I must make that clear. At first, I was annoyed. But now that I see that this is brand new, stressful information for you, I'm actually excited to see what you are working on. I can't wait to hear about your families. Because, so, like, (laughs) the obvious thing that she had to state was, this is the last challenge to, dis- to determine who's going on to the finale. Yeah. And she says this to them and they're like, what? I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Cause Alyssa didn't say that. <laughs> so I mean, here we go. Family is such an afterthought in this because it's, you know, I, I mean, it shouldn't be an afterthought, but, but for the most important thing is this is the last challenge before the finale. Um, all right, so let's let's get into Anne time and let's start with Arena. And um, I, I don't know, it, nothing really is going on with her except that she's making, you know, two to three garments for each of her people. And she doesn't seem phased by this at all. I mean, Anne is phased by it, but Arena really isn't that phased at all. Um, so I, I'm, I wasn't really worried about her at this point in time. But I was worried about Bedell because we, you know, we mentioned earlier that he, you know, everyone's going into mood with this mindset. They're making clothes for families and it's a family portrait. But for him, he tells Anne, he's like, this isn't a fashion show. Right. Right. Yeah. And then Anne has to remind him that he's on Project Runway. It is. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. And his face, his face was, oh. Right. It's almost yeah. like it's almost like for Bedell, specifically Bedell, maybe not Arena, because I think Arena um I don't think Arena liked this challenge. I think she just kept her for lack of a better word, her poker face on for it. Mm-hmm. But I think Bedell was like, Oh my god, I get I get to design and have interaction with people mm-hmm. and have feedback from people. I love this, I live for this, oh my god. And I think that sidetracked him. <laughs> because after all of this pressure of being on this make 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 win 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 you know um all of a sudden it's this kind of oasis of the joy of working with mm-hmm. fabric and with people and with constructions so i think yeah he got sidetracked but i think it did not i think it served him well ultimately yeah i totally agree because in a way you know it and we can talk about that later but he um, had to really, he was comfortable with the family, um, had an idea of what he wanted to go in for. And so it's like, at least he had an idea of what he was doing. And his whole thing was just figure out how to make the clothes about fashion and make them into runway moments. Yeah. Um, and he read, he read that family really well. Like he oh understood them because yeah. he did not change his designs. Yeah. Like, not that. He changed a few things and, and, you know, but it's kind of, but you're right. I think he, he really did work with them. 
Um, yeah. So, okay. So let's get, let's, and so then the next thing with Anne, which is, uh, we have her talking with Michelle and she gets confronted or affronted with Michelle's fabric choices. And, uh, it's looking terrible to me. And yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, she's kind of using the excuse of how everyone's an individual and, and you get to wear what you want, which is, which is right. Not all family portraits have to be coordinated. And I think the most, the corniest family portraits are coordinated, um, you know, and that's fine. <laughs> Not, and, but in, in this sense, um, yeah, it, it just, I, 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 my biggest issue was the fabrics don't look great. And then you have, um, you know, this, like, you know, Michelle decides to make Dylan the, like, Bedell's onesie on the other side. So you have, like, these really two interesting fabric choices going on. Interesting, quote unquote. And then you just have this black thing over there. And I'm like, all right. I, guess, I, I don't know. know. Yeah. 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 That was indicative of so much. There's just Michelle's choice of repeating that onesie. It was like, oh, I don't understand it. It's queer. Here, here we go. I'll put you in this thing. <laughs> okay. Oh, and the thing with a, I don't know what it's called. What is the name? For a pocket square. A pocket square. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was a onesie with a pocket square. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't even sure if that was like underneath the armpit or what. I'm like, what is that doing there? Like, just not how yeah. you incorporate it or not how you tie that together. And that's something you, you know, she could have done. Whatever, it's fine. I mean, she could have really tied in both of those fabrics in her crazy way, done something that was more interesting than just pull out something that we see Bedell wearing every freaking week. I know. So, I know. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, last but not least, we have Dimitri, who's compromising because he's not making a dress, right? So, but yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's very much over it, and so is Bedell, who's who. I don't know if you watched the the very first episode, but there is a I moment did. between. Okay, you remember the moment between Bedell and Dimitri, where. Um, Bedell was just gazing into Dimitri's eyes because he was so, um, <laughs> just so enamored by being in the presence of his idol, Dimitri. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting and sketching next to Dimitri. This is amazing. And now there's like that. that. Yeah, yeah. The, the sparkle is gone. <laughs> yeah. Now Bedell is like, I've seen him walk. I've seen him do four outfits that I, I don't think were <laughs> don't deserve to be here, right, or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, I know, Bedell, we know, we know. <laughs> I know. It's like he, you're, you are all of us just saying what we're all thinking. Like, how is Dimitri still here? Um, and whoops, yeah. I just like, I, you know, Dimitri is this. Uh, he's he's just he's definitely someone's favorite, and we've been speculating this whole season. I would say more. Me, I've been speculating, and Nalen have has been specul- speculating as well that perhaps there was some 
some deal Dimitri made to come on the show where he was oh, guaranteed God. to make it to a certain point. Um, but, wow. you know, in and in, in of itself, he, he has been getting really high scores with the judges. And I also think that Mizrahi and I think Alyssa really love him. So it's, He's been sort of resting on some of his laurels. So sorry, Samelia, Samelia, who's uh, got Dimitri on her bracket. Sorry. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So. Yeah. So. So Anne Anne moves on. And uh, reminds them. And I don't know if you agree with this, but she reminds them that the judging criteria is not to please the client's. Mm-hmm. It's to please the judges. Yeah, yeah, that was good perspective. I thought. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's what the challenge is: is like, oh, I have to make people happy with what they're wearing, so they are happy with what they're wearing. Number one and two, they show that on the runway. But right. ultimately, this does have to fit into the overall framework of what I've been doing here this whole season. Right. Uh, you know, so I thought that was actually good advice. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting because traditionally it's both. And Anne was like, you know what? Who cares about your clients? This is all about what's on the runway, <laughs> which when you whittle it down in real life, it is about the clients. But on Project Runway, it, it, it it's so difficult to do both. And it's an acknowledgement that what it really kind of boils down to is just make sure that the judges really like what you've made. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we're, we're at the end of day one and leaves. <laughs> There's a little bit of aftermath, you know, she leaves some stuff in her wake. Wait, you were going to say something? I think I no, 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 you didn't. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> and then we have Michelle who is, who was on my bracket making a million pair of pants, which just freaked me out. I don't know why she wasted all that time at the end of her day making a bunch of different pants for the grandmother, um, Danuta, mm-hmm. I think is her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we have Arena, who is just the best. She's she started every single piece and she just has to add those details on day two. That's the thing that she really likes. And Bedell has to yeah, she like, figure out how to make some. Yeah, she, like, she likes embellishment. Irina likes embellishment. Oh, yeah. She definitely does. Likes to add on some stuff. And, um, but she did. She, like, whipped up something and day one had everything, all the basics done. <laughs> which, yeah. Which would frighten me, personally. Just really, really frighten me. Um, ready to move on to day two? Yeah. Yeah. So, we have day two which is our family day. So the families get to come in for their fitting. And I just wanted to point out that for some reason, Bedell is looking like he's just stepped off of a, you know, one of those 1980s Jane Fonda workout videos. I love he's, that. <laughs> did you notice his outfit? Totally. How could I not? And that whole galaxy sweatshirt top with the headband in the little like they're not even gym shorts they're like running shorts they're running shorts yeah I, with like the, the I neon thought, piping I thought that was I, I, I was like yes I can relate to this 
style of dressing where it's like totally frumpy dumpy one day and totally wacky the next day and so like, yeah, it I, has its own sense it has its own sense yeah i know <laughs> and it's like i think again that this might be our our first second day but this is this might be the first workroom official workroom day where he's not wearing his onesie <laughs> and i think yeah he, he i don't know i don't know if it has anything to do with him looking over at Michelle's workstation and be like, uh, listen, <laughs> I, I, I want to look different. I don't want to look like whatever Michelle's doing over there. But, um, I mean, cause to me, he kind of looks like he, you know, he looked like what I really love is that, okay. The person you see on the video, but they're in the back row and they're doing all the, the modifications of the moves. The ones that if you're not, you know, the best, of the best, like at least I can do that. He just looked, he just looked so, just so adorable. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm glad to see you in some color. Um, yeah. 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 Anyway. So again, I love these families. I think they're great. Um, I I just really love this, this time of, of fitting with them and also love to see Dimitri trying to be positive. <laughs> oh yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dimitri. I, I didn't really Try, write down I, it, oh. too much about this time, but if you had any thoughts on it. I, I mean, just him trying to be personable. Wasn't it kind of weird? I was a little creeped out. It was a little, it was a little awkward. I mean, uh, yeah, it, it, okay. A good word. It, it, it's, uh, yeah, not, cultures are going to be different and people are going to have different cultural mores, you know, but I think if you have an intimate profession, like, where you are in contact with people's bodies, mm-hmm. one would think that that would um, make one predisposed, at least to some degree, <laughs> to <laughs> be willing, just to be willing. Notice what I'm saying. I'm saying predisposed to be mm-hmm. willing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to be willing to just engage with people. And Dimitri is just so not willing. I think he's yeah. someone who has to do things his way or else he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. And it's, I think he would benefit so much from being more flexible. I agree. Because I, I, it felt to me that he was doing his version of client liaison. Or mm-hmm. I would say client... Um, his like his his demonstration of fake social skills and his client repertoire I don't know I don't even know what I'm saying repartee I'm looking for the words to describe this because you know the I think um I I don't remember the other wife's name so it's Tina who's who has the dress on that he's making he's he had to make a dress so he's making a dress off the shoulder in the same dumb peasant style that he's been doing this whole season um, with the cutouts in his sleeves and she's looking really uncomfortable to me. And mm. so, so then, you know, her partner's over there and I, th- I think it's, I, th- I don't think it's Tina, but I think it's the partner she, and who goes, this is so out of the box for us. <laughs> and then Dimitri goes, yeah, I mean, this is fashion. We are trying to, this is fun and this is what we do. And we're going to go a little bit out there and, and I feel like he's trying to convince them in his head to just shut up where would I where would I make I don't care about your opinions I'm going to tell you what this is all about it has nothing to do with you this has everything to do with me just doing what I need to do in order to you know 
to get through this. I'm not, I don't really care how you feel. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's even, this is what I need to do because I'm great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And she doesn't look great in the outfit. She doesn't look comfortable and he's just not reading her at all. No, um, not. yeah. As opposed to Bedell, who's where, where the the daughter. I'm so sorry. I don't know any of their names. Just some people. Oh, well, I don't either. The daughter comes in wearing a bow, and Bedell goes, <laughs> "Oh my god, are you? Do you really have a bow in your hair?" Because I think he already had decided that he was gonna, you know, dress up her shins in these neon yellow bows. And I it know. Kind of had this really wonderful serendipity about it, where I'm like. This is a match made in heaven, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She got, got her sense of um, aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And and also is using these fun colors that are also tied together in a way that I don't think anyone else is really working. Maybe just Irina. And, we, I mean, we get to see that, too, in in, in her whole thing with them but um they're all so ex- I just I, I don't know I just wrote I just love them they're all so excited they're all encouraging one another and I think particularly with, with Bedell and Arena's group they just love what they're making for them as well yeah yeah they so, do yeah and they don't have to really kind of convince them as opposed to uh, Dimitri and Michelle like I think they're having a little bit a harder time selling their clients and yes. what they're making so totally totally so and this is so the families leave but this is where the designers kind of clunkily intro a new segment that we call let's call home and try to make y'all cry <laughs> so <laughs> what is going on here michelle goes um seeing these families make me miss my family so i think i'm gonna go make a call guys she just announces to the entire workroom i'm gonna go call my husband it's like oh god it's just talk about again the transitions is geez come on guys who produced this who edited this oh yeah well Mm, anyway i mean any any thoughts on this time with like even with the with the families and and any 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 thoughts that have come up for you um just with michelle or with all of them with their families both, both, all of them. You know, I was, it made me really happy to see Vidal with his mom. I was like, oh my God, that's so great. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> that made me really happy. It just made me really happy, like, just completely. And She's then. So fucking supportive. <laughs> I know. And they seem, they seem to have just a really nice bond. I know. And I, it made me like Bedell so much more. I mean, he's wearing this crazy outfit that I love. And then he's talking <laughs> to his mother, who looks like she's on some island off the coast of British Columbia in her little cottage house on a porch. And right. she's just like, you're the best. I know I you're, you're going to do the best. And whatever happens, happens. I'm always going to be proud of you. I'm like, oh, such a great I mom. know. And she had zero reaction to, to his <laughs> outfit. Like, that's my kid. <laughs> Maybe that's he my wore kid. that outfit for her. Who knows? Like, he's, they're like, you guys are going to call your parents today or your, your, like, your partner today. And he's like, I'm going to wear an outfit 
for my mom. Who knows? I, I have a feeling yeah. that I have done that too. Yeah. I'm not going to look like this wimpy <laughs> mask for mask mechanic today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go jazzercise. <laughs> I know. And it's like, like their inside jokes. Like she gets it. And then they, you know, the producers, you know, who the editors probably cut out that part too, where they probably, whenever they get on the phone with one another, they both have a quote from some like, 80s movie and the headband is a thing and she probably had on a headband too and just like whipped it off and we 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 didn't get to see the most adorable part of their conversation I just imagine them being the most adorably and annoyingly adorable like mom son duo whatever it's fine just like it's just yeah. so great <laughs> yeah oh man um yeah and then arena's call made me cry <laughs> I had a lot of mixed feelings about it. Oh. I was it made, me, it made me it didn't make me cry, but it made me sad. Yeah, I was like, oh god, ah, uh, oh, okay, that's really terrible. And then I felt bad for, um, I don't know, being all like critical of Irina at the beginning, but, um, but I also thought, okay, was she, um. I really related to something that Irina said, which mm-hmm. was, I can't afford to unravel right now. You know, sometimes you just have to power through stuff and, and get it done or something like that. So mm-hmm. I really related to that. But I also think that they're so cold, like they're so removed and they're, they're, they keep, meaning um, Irina and her mom, they both seem to sort of keep things close to the vest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not... Um, people who parade their problems to the world. And even with Irina saying multiple times, I hate it when people complain. I hate it when people have self-pity, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. But now we're sort of getting a cancer story from the mom or something like that. Was it? A, it was cancer, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. She, yeah. I, she yeah. is. Um, I, I, cause if I remember correctly, she has, she did have breast cancer. And I think this is, um, the second time it's come back. So she was in remission or had been in remission for a while and it's back. And if anyone is familiar with cancer, and I think unfortunately a lot of us might be, when you hear about cancer coming back, that is a terrible diagnosis. It's not good. Usually it comes back with a vengeance and it comes back in a different part of the body. And that seems like what's been happening or what happened with Arena's mom. And so, and I, and I, and I think, yeah, I was surprised knowing Arena and knowing, you know, this is her third time on the show and we've seen her in the past and she's notoriously cold and notoriously, um, I would say, uh, oh, gosh, just notoriously oh, entitled. She's, she's guarded. Yeah, she's really guarded. Really guarded. Yeah, guarded. that's a good word. And and yeah. to see her mother say, well, you know, I got the scans back and it doesn't look so good. And to me, yeah. I was surprised that they let that into the show. I'm surprised that her mother admitted that in front of cameras on the show. But I wasn't surprised that Arena didn't really react in a way that was very emotional, which made yeah. me very emotional because, it, I mean, that's, you know, oh, my gosh, that's a, that's devastating to hear. And I yeah, and I think it's important to not let that get to you. But in a way, it's like, uh, okay. How can it not, you know? Yeah. But 
I wondered how orchestrated was this because I'm sure they talk to family more and, and, and it doesn't become part of the audience of the mechanism for driving the audience, let's mm-hmm. say. But mm-hmm. this did, like this became, so I was wondering if she was encouraged to make this public mm-hmm. or what, um, because this is all edited, you know, some, somewhere along the line, they could have, you know, the mom could have said something else, like, I have bad news with my health, like, you didn't have to be so specific or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I sort of, that moment made me very sad, but also very distrusting of, uh, of, of the whole... Um, like the the like the overall sort of narrative yeah. of the show, and just how are they positioning Arena? You know, mm-hmm. and it, like you said at the beginning, which I thought you said very well, it's this the show of manufactured feelings. You know, it's, yeah, um, or the episode of manufactured feelings. But that was sort of like, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah, you know? I totally agree. I had very very mixed feelings about that. But again, that- like this. Oh no, go ahead. No, um, I, I didn't feel happy. I mean, I, I wish it was happier news. You know, I wasn't happy. I mean, I felt very sad about it. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Um, and Dim- we get to see Dimitri's family. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yes. What about, I mean, I thought it was really, I don't know. I, 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 I thought, I thought like going to like seeing Dimitri's family, I don't know what I was expecting, but I think I was expecting um uh I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. But so he so Dimitri gets a call his parents who are in their country house in Belarus. <laughs> and so their fa- their, their family is he, I mean his family is kind of like very matter of fact. They're like you can do this. You're fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got it. You can do it. Um, I really yeah. like the dad sweater. Me too. I wonder if Dimitri made it. <laughs> definitely but, not. Definitely not. Like <laughs> it was just a bunch of polka dots and just so, so like so graphic and really, really interesting. But um, his mom had to poke his head, her head in. Like she was just like barely in in this in the shot. But um. Uh, but yeah and, yeah and I think this moment with Dimitri oh um Dimoshka Dimoshka <laughs> I, I was like what a great name I love Dimoshka well, why is it his Dimosh- line Dimoshka like let's just have that be your name <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you know Dimitri behaved a little bit differently with his family. He was sort of like, oh, hey, more chatty, more chatty. Mm-hmm. But they were all quite reserved. So I think this is where we see that there is a reserve about Dimitri that is just cultural. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, part of it, not all of it, but part of it. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I totally agree. Because if we all remember Dimitri's original, or Dimoshka's original <laughs> season of Project Runway, when he had... Um, his his Eastern European sister from um, oh my gosh this is terrible I don't remember exactly where she was from but she was just she was like this crazy character on their season and it's it's like this woman I'm gonna look it up right now sorry guys so um, I can't remember 
her <laughs> name. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. It's gonna happen. This is this is going to this is in real time. So sorry, guys. <laughs> I might cut this out, but we don't have to. Okay, let's go to that season. <laughs> Because it's going to okay, Project Runway, 10th season. There we go. All right. We have found her. Elena. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Elena from Ukraine. Oh my gosh. Elena was just notorious for being did I don't know if did you watch that season? You know what? I I did watch that season actually. Now I forgot that I watched it, but yes. Yeah. And I think everyone didn't understand how to handle her personality and her volatility. Like she was just completely, you know, really confrontational with, with, with getting people's faces. And there was a team challenge where she was on a team with Dimitri and the, the way they interacted and how he was relatively unfazed by her, even though they're not, he's not Ukrainian. He's, you know, he's Belarusian. Um, in a way, I think just culturally it, it, it kind of put her into some more context and put Dimitri into to context as well in terms of their personalities and how they just emote, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, so we have that little, you know, emotional time to weave into this whole um, theme of family. So we get a little bit of their family. They're not there physically. They're just there over the, Skypey, Skype, Skype. Um, and then that's it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anything to say before we go to the day of the runway? No. Okay. No. Cool. So, so, I mean, we can just jump to the runway. Um, how, how do you feel about Actually, that? Actually, you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy to go to the runway, but I also really liked Bedell's comments. Oh, yeah. In this episode. Um, he, he made a comment about, even before we see the runway, mm-hmm. Bedell was commenting on how old-fashioned Dimoshka's boy looked, mm. the, young, the young boy in the family. Mm-hmm. And he also made this great comment about, um, I always want to call her Leslie. Oh, Michelle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michelle. She looks so like a Michelle, Leslie. <laughs> you know, Bedell said something like, Danuta is the happiest person in the world right now. She's thrilled to be wearing that hideous print. <laughs> <laughs> but Bedell said this with so much zest. He was sort of like, wow, what a phenomenon. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, he's going to oh. say something shady. And it's like, yeah, that was just totally. But it's so true, you know, and it's. Oh, True. And I like how it was in opposition to Arena describing her. It's like, at least I won't have a cra- a clown grandma in my group. It's like, oh, I clown know, grandma. I know. Come on. I was like, that was bad. Yeah, that was bad. So, um, yeah, runway. Yeah, let's get to the runway. So, here we are. And and so, we have a cheat sheet. or And, and we will have a cheat sheet for for this segment and for the links to that, just click on the link in our show notes so you can follow along with us. Um, and we're going in runway order. So if you're watching the show or, you know, in can see in the background, then we're going by that order. So we're not spoiling who's on top and who's on the bottom and who's safe, blah, blah, blah. 
So let's get to it. Um, but I'm going to enter the judges because it's important this week. We have our normal judges. We have Alyssa, who's coming out in her Marvel outfit. She's a superwoman with a cape and a utility belt to match <laughs> her orange. And um, I think this is her like this is a special occasion, guys. Uh, almost to the finale. So we also have Isaac Mizrahi, Georgina Chapman. And then we have Ann Fullenweider, who's our yeah. fourth judge. Yay. Yeah. Okay. And also, before we really get into the runway, can we just talk about how well everyone walked? Yes. I mean, that those families, they were amazing on the runway. They were amazing throughout, throughout. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. It, there's something about the way they walked. And so, well, let's get into it first. So let's, we because I think this is like one of the best walkers is the daughter in Bedell's family. So we start off For with sure. Bedell's family and um, we have the daughter coming out and they all, so this is, uh, and I forgot to mention this as well. So they, every, everyone got a family portrait because this is about family picture day. And as they're walking and um, during judging, they'll get to see the portrait as well. So you can see what they look photographically and what they look like in person, which I think is really interesting um, editorially. So they all come out and they hit their pose in front of the scrim and the daughter comes out first. So what did you think about this? About the first family? Yeah. And we can talk about them, like talk about them in however order. Um, I think just in general, let's just like talk about them. I I thought, (laughs) yeah, this is my favorite. (laughs) I I loved all of it. Yeah. Same. I mean, we have the daughter and all of them come out in their 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 shades. And they're it's interesting that they started with her cuz she's wearing an all all over print that he chose. Yeah. I actually yeah. really like this print. And the print is featured in I think everyone except for the moms, right? The mom is the only one who's not wearing the print. But the the son has it in his socks and has it as a T-shirt under his letterman jacket. But she's wearing bows on her shins, like neon orange or neon yellow bows that match with the print. And off the shoulder, draped, really cute little dress with some tights. And then how did he find those shoes to match on the JCPenney wall? She's wearing these really cute print um, platforms. Yeah, I have a feeling Bedell maybe, I mean, they must design with the shoes in mind, like with the colors mm. they have for shoes, right? I don't know. I, I don't think so. No? But maybe, but maybe so. Maybe he chose those shoes first and it, who knows? Maybe. If he did, I that's know, a I, great idea. I I thought that the the teenage girl Mm-hmm. I did not like those bows. I, I did like the print, but I was like, oh, those bows are terrible. But I could see how happy she was in them. Mm-hmm. And I could see how they worked. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, really fun to see that outfit move. Yeah. yeah and I thought that was a way of distinguishing them from one another because they all kind of have this similar vibe. And I love how. Bedell connected the mom and the daughter by the off the shoulder 
type deal. But then I think those bows made it a runway look for me. Um, like she she needed something. And mm. but it also kind of brought out this hyper feminine vibe that he was trying to put on her. But yeah. also just this very cutesy, you're still you're still you're still little. You're little. Like those are right. it's, it's a very junior idea. Yeah, um, it is. It's a very playful junior yeah. idea. Which I think he understands very well. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like and also the the mother is wearing the JC Penny. I think the best shoes that we've seen from JC Penny. Everyone yeah. has been wearing these um what would you call those? Like lace lacy shoes or I don't even know. They're they're like booties but they're mixed between like stilettos and and um open-toed boots kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just call those things ugly. I think they're like the most like fashion forward type shoes or the most, I don't know, nondescript things because they have some pretty nondescript shoes on that accessory wall. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah. But again, amazing Walker, this mother, because I think Bedell gave her the prompt like, you are a boss bitch. You're a boss mom. And so she walked down. She's like, I'm a boss mom. I am a yes. boss mom. And like, <laughs> and she just looked. And she like turned her head and kind of like rolled her eyes. Like, who are you rolling your eyes at? Who are you angry with? <laughs> no one there. But she was, was so... such great character. I know. I loved it. That was the high fashion sneer, you know. <laughs> you know what I liked about that whole family and how they were styled? It reminded me of. Um, I mean, yes, you could look at it like, oh, they all kind of shopped at not just at the same store, but at the same season of Uniqlo or the same mm -hmm. season of whatever store happens to be, right? Which I don't mean that as an insult whatsoever, but what I liked about having the, um, I don't know how to say this, but the way that Bedell made a print that was visible and identifiable for every single one of them but that wasn't the most dominant thing mm -hmm. about how they presented as a family was very smart because yeah. I'm not sure how to say this because there's something about like even hand-me-down clothes or something. If, mm -hmm. if a family member is bigger than, you know, if, if like a, um, I'm just going to say a full bodied, uh, I don't know, adult, right. Mm -hmm. Stops wearing something and that becomes, Two clothes, two outfits for small children. Mm -hmm. it, even even if you don't see them wearing it at the same time, maybe you have the memory of seeing the adults in that same pattern, that same fabric. And so I thought about that. I, I thought about about that how about how families share clothing, how families pass down clothing, um, or maybe I'm projecting my own family into this. But <laughs> I thought with Bedell, it was sort of there was an element of that that I really enjoyed without being over the top because somebody yeah. could say, Oh, they, they've shopped at the same store or they've all shared this fabric somehow, mm -hmm. you know, and like putting a family of sort of, yes, cut from the same cloth, but not exactly, <laughs> um, wearing, not exactly in the same drag, so to speak, yeah, you know, no, 
I totally get that because in a way, you know, so I'm, I'm, I have it on the background here and I'm looking at them as they're, you know, posing together. They're just walking off. You could think of it as like maybe the mom, like the, the, the son's wearing the mom's jacket from high school and she can't fit anymore, but she still likes that style and he likes a jacket. So it's like you wear it and then I'm going to buy, I still am into the sporty look, but I'm a, I'm, I'm like an adult woman now and. And, you know, so it's like this thread that fits all of them and in a yeah. way kind of binds them all together in this way that is a visual idea of, you know, like family love <laughs> and, and genetics. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Ah, that's really wonderful because, you know, I so I, I and I in, in my head, I was thinking especially about family portraits and 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 my family portraits growing up, how we never we all got I think yeah, I, I don't know how young I was, but I was pretty young for my last family portrait that we took. And I didn't really have a lot of say so in what I wore in particular. Yeah. And so <laughs> So there's one there's one portrait where my sister and I are wearing the same exact dress, but just a you know, she's wearing like a three year old version and I'm wearing a five year old version that's a little bit more grown up. And then there's another one where we're wearing completely different things, but it's definitely an eighties vibe. And then there's a nineties portrait of us <laughs> all. So you kinda get to see how we are when we're growing up. But it's again, it's like, you know, when you're a certain age, you don't get to buy your clothes or you get to, you don't really get to choose your clothes. Um, yeah. And so sometimes it might be something where if it's a brother and sister and the parents are like, hey, let's get them matching things. And then you just happen to have a closet filled with things that are kind of similar that might be yeah similar. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Totally. Interesting. Okay. But oh it's my gosh. So- so understated with that you know it with Bedell that it, yeah. it just works well I think it's interesting to go next to Dimitri who's up next what do you think about how that kind of translates into this family portrait after even after Dimitri has inserted or in, I would say injected <laughs> Dimitri into the outfits with his cutouts and his flowers um, oh my god I don't know I don't know how you look at like your own dad wearing like a decent sweater and then you make a top like that for a boy mm. well Dimitri goes young, young- I, I would wear this so it's cool that's what I would wear oh. so it's it's cool yeah right no <laughs> it's edgy it's kind of edgy that's something like I would no this doesn't it's so it doesn't look to me like what people would wear for a family portrait, even like a classed up or high fashion family portrait in a way, which I think as a, as a challenge, the more I think about it, this is really difficult because their, their, their picture to me, it didn't look like a family in particular, you know, if you want to tie together what they were wearing. um, Yeah. It just is like, Maybe maybe they were at a wedding and they got together and, and, and there was a photo booth at the wedding, perhaps, but not something that they would go out for a portrait just for themselves. In okay. a way. I think even if they were going to a wedding, mm-hmm. they would not look like they were going to three separate weddings. Hmm. Yeah. I And I really, I feel the most sorry for... Um, oh my gosh. Oh, okay. What is her name? The, the Tess. That's her oh, name. Vel- Vel- oh, yes. yes. 
The pink velvet mm. top. I just, oh, he made her Palazzo pants. And, Ill-fitted. Um, Ill-fitted Palazzo pants. I wonder how tall Tess is. And uh, she, I would, I would assume that she's probably around my, my height. I'm five, five. I'm average height. I mm. would not, I don't think I could pull off Palazzo pants unless we're very, very well tailored. Um, but this weird top he has, it's like a wrap in the, 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 the velvet fabric and it's tied at the end, but it's so again, ill fitted. Like it just, it's just flopping on her in a way. Yeah. Nothing on that person is well fitted. Yeah. Her hair looks awful, you know, sorry just to be blatant about it, but her hair looks terrible and yeah. just the styling all around and even even the even Tina who was wearing his like signature dress or the dress that he re- I think he really l- enjoyed making the most like you know he puts her in these silver chunky heels and it's just like what what are you doing I don't know yeah yeah and I you know that person was really happy with her dress you know at the end when uh, Alyssa says you got to keep your clothes um <laughs> Tina was really happy with that dress. Was Tess happy? Did uh, she? Did Tess no, look happy? No, no. In fact, in fact, I believe that uh, our Dimoshka was on was judged at the same time as Michelle, mm-hmm. and Tina was the only person who showed out of all of those of anybody in the families. Tina was the only person who showed any enthusiasm. For the garment. Mm. Everybody else was like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, literally nobody on Michelle's team was into keeping any of that. Um, and yeah. I know I'm getting ahead to Michelle. No, Michelle is next. So we can we can get into Michelle. Um, holy crap. So Michelle. Um, so so we have Dylan walking out first and in it's looking like a little bit of a classed up version again of what Bedell has been wearing every day. There's an asymmetrical collar going on. And then there, that pocket square, because I didn't get it until you said it, that that was a pocket square, because I honestly thought that Michelle put something in his armpit that I put that fabric. It looked like it was coming from his armpit. It didn't, it was weird. It was weird to me. Yeah. And so just one note, just very hard to see any of those layers and um, it didn't really look as cool as I think she thought it looked. Um, and th- I just think the silhouette on the mother was, or, or in Grandma Danuta was so unfortunate. Just so unfortunate. I know. I know. I think she was a good sport. I loved her on the runway. I thought she was a fun person. Oh, yeah. But, um, or at least for the show. But yeah, I just didn't see what that print added to that, to, to sort of her energy. I didn't mm-hmm. see, I don't know. I, I also didn't like it, so. Um, and, and what did you think about the, the daughter, the granddaughter? Um, oh, wait, you mean the trans person? No, no, oh, not, no, no. Not, not Dylan. Um, but the, I don't know, right, I don't know the Dylan. granddaughter's name. But, um, um Oh, gosh, I wasn't is... impressed. I, I was not impressed with that look. Hmm. At all. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I, I like the silhouette of it. I like the thought of it, but I just thought the fabric was all wrong. And um, I mean, it just reminded me of carpet. I was like, why mm-hmm. is it like Michelle goes for wallpaper or carpet? It's like, it reminded <laughs> me of those. I, I don't even know what the type of, I'm thinking of a specific type of carpet that's made from recycled fabric that you don't use anymore, which I have nothing but respect for that kind of work, right? Of reusing something and making it um, usable again. This fabric choice was sort of like, where, what era, first of all, what era mm-hmm. is this even referencing in terms of a pattern? And why is this pattern going with, with Denuda's? And Anne, I think, tried to warn uh, Michelle about this, but Michelle said, well, they don't all have to look the same just because they're a family, which is like, no. But it's like, yes. Sharing a pattern is not what makes a family look the same, but mm-hmm. having these completely different worlds together is also not going to make people look related somehow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's also really difficult to think about what would look great to express your individuality, but also what would make sense in the real world. So your individuality and your, and this is why I think this is probably a terrible challenge. The more I think about it, it's even worse. Mm-hmm. You think about a runway moment, you have to impress these judges, it's Project Runway, but you're also working with people who live lives and um and and go throughout their day. They're not fashion models. And also yeah. they're they're people who are you have to put yourself in the shoes of an individual who also is going to be in a group photograph with other people. So how important is it to wear the most ostentatious thing when you're in a group portrait? And that's fine. And you can do that. And, you know, that can be the type of family you are where you all are just, you know, do it up and then you're in a photo together. But then it's kind of like you have to keep those things in mind. How are these things going to work? But also, how do you how do you make it interesting visually, and then something that's wearable at the same time? But again, this is all stars. I guess they ought to be able to do that. <laughs> no, absolutely, they should. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, next, we have Arena. Again, mm. great walkers, and I mean, I have to say, so with the first family, with Bedell's family, you know, the the daughter goes out, the mom goes out. When the I think for men, I always, I don't know, for me, men on the runway are always kind of weird because I don't really, you don't really get to see that many men walking the runway, period. And and that's, you know, the whole different style. But the way the boys walked, impressive. Come, like, totally impressive. So I just have to point out that about, like, um, Bedell's family. Anyway. And then I point out with Arena's family because we have this little dancer who I think went to Barbizon. You know that? You know I mean, yeah. he got at the end of the runway and did this pose, and I'm just like, what? I like you less. I just, I'm just like, there's something kind of like, you you guys all went to the school of Barbizon or went to a modeling school and found these kids who already know what they're doing. I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know why I was yeah. freaked out. <laughs> I, I like that kid's energy, but I thought he was a little... He was my least favorite model of everybody, was that little kid. Mine too. I'm like, listen. 
I was like, okay, you hear you're cute every day of your life and you're only eight. Okay. I know. Exactly. We have a little monster. I know. know You can't handle that yet. That's okay. Yeah. I was was fine with this kid until the runway. I was like, uh uh. Uh uh. No. No, you don't. No. No, 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 no. You're you're six. I don't know. So I was just like. (laughs) It made me think about the casting. I was like, did they cast these things for the children? Because the children have been doing it up. They they've all have been doing great. But this this kid. Oh my god. Anyway, so yeah. let's let's talk about the clothes. Sorry. I really didn't like I forget who wore the navy outfit with the cutouts also on the sleeves. I, I did not like that out. Godmother. I think that was That's godmother. The godmother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I sort of I thought that was hideous. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a I lot thought, with the peplum and the belts, and then also it all being navy. Like it was just all navy. Um, yeah, I think. But yeah, it was just too much. Um, it was something I expected Dimitri to do, actually, not Irina. Mm-hmm. In that it was cutouts, and it seemed, um, I don't know. She and it looks, it looks very similar to the, the and she's been making these little shapes, um, the things that kind of um, went around the the shoulders. She made those same shapes for the ball gown challenge, um, which I guess that's a thing that she's on now because it's showing up this is the second challenge and i don't think anyone brought that up during judging which is which was really interesting to me um but but yeah i i i thought the sleeve moment and all of that was just it it seemed like it could have gone down the runway with tina from dimitri's group yeah very similar in 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 vibe to me um yeah i Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. No, just wondering about um, all like like their all their like what she's trying to bring through. So I think she tried to connect them all with this navy color and then with this stripe, this strip of neon with all of them. And um, even though I thought it was kind of just very, uh, very basic in a way. She was sort of, I think her compromise with the mother who's an actress and said pencil skirts are her signature look, that she had to give her a pencil skirt. Um, but incorporating that neon strip down the front on this, uh, this very bellowed blouse, I thought was really great. I, I kind of liked it. I wasn't, you mean the, the blouse that had the piping down the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. Color. Okay, if we're going to do basic, I have nothing against basic, but I think it has to be a very studied basic. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually love basics. I love things that are sort of clean <clears throat> and easy. And um, and I guess I just, I, I love the skirt. It was well done. I thought the blouse was good. Um but it was sort of this halfway basic to me mm-hmm. that it wasn't basic enough. That wasn't studied enough. It was sort of a halfway 
from or to basic, I'm not sure. I was very invigorated by the possibility of Irina doing menswear because yeah. the young the young little person, I thought that um, bla- it was a blazer or a cardigan. It was a cardigan. was really nice. The proportions were nice. Um, I think menswear is what I've seen Irina do that I like the best. And I wish she would do menswear. Like if she, I'm totally projecting to the future with no basis, but mm. I wish she would think about menswear. Like if she were to do it in a more gender neutral way, mm-hmm. because I thought she, that was the favorite look that I liked from her family was the, the young little person. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most interesting in terms of texture. There was some texture to that gar- that cardigan and the way she paired up this solid with this really nice, you know, plaid print underneath and the jacket from yeah. behind to me, I thought, or the cardigan or whatever it was. I, I don't think I've ever seen a cardigan like that. That was, that's draped like a coat in the back. Yeah. It looked really good. It looked really good. Yeah. It had that, that under the, um, I think it's a, I can't remember what kind of pleat it is, but it's like a, it's a box pleat, but it's like an, uh, like a backwards or a reverse box pleat. It's really, it was so great. So I, yeah, I harped on how the kid kind of weirds me out, but his outfit yeah, is yeah. my favorite. Yeah. He's my yeah. Favorite. Yeah, totally. And then, you know, the kid said he liked to do modern dance and jazz and mm-hmm. Irina described that as break dancing. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, but he said that. Like He said like, break I, dancing? He does, I he's... Well, he was, he, when he did like his, his like hip hop things, like I do hip hop and he put his little thumbs up and did the thing in the workroom. What he did was like a, it's the beginning of a break dance. So, you know, I think I was, okay. I was expecting him to go on the floor, but he didn't. I was like, I just assume like that kid looks like he break dances too. Just does everything. He probably also does okay, gymnastics. Okay, okay. It's one of those kids. Yes. Tap dances sure. and sings. He's on Broadway right now. Right. Right. <laughs> he's, he's, he's nominated for a Tony, you know, and it's again, this was, this aired two years ago. So this kid is, taken new york by storm by now and arena is designing all of his red carpet looks as we speak so he's probably on the view next week and you just don't know (laughs) he's he's so famous (laughs) so famous right now um yeah so um so that's those are our runway families and anything um to say about the judging for for this one not Oh God! I mean, you mean aside from keeping all of them? I mean, yeah. Can we just get to the end? Because it doesn't matter. I didn't write down anything. It I was like, matter. "Holy shit!" So, guys, no one's going home. No one's going home. Yeah, all four of them are staying. I think this is a conspiracy for Dimitri. Mm. I think that he. You know, as we go on our our whole conspiracy theory that he was promised to get to a certain point and perhaps he was promised a finale because I was so prepared for him to go home, even over Michelle. In a a way, I thought maybe Michelle was going to go home because those were the two at the bottom. I mean, so we we get to hear that everyone stays, but Patricia, who who actually wins? Uh, Bedell. Yeah. He totally deserves Which it. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's. I'm just. I'm really curious about what's going to happen. 
next week with this here. But um, I think Dimitri, Dimitri was my pick to go. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't Yeah, I was a little worried because in judging, I think, you know, they, they, they edited in these refrains of people just going around, who would you want to see more from? And of course, everyone wants to see more from Adele and, and Arena. But do you really want to see more from Michelle? Yes, I do. Do you want to really see more from Dimitri? Yes, I do. When I heard that, I was like, shit, Dimitri's in. But I don't know about mm. Michelle, but whatever. I, ugh. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, 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 on, it's on this that I particularly want to know our listeners' thoughts. So, you know, do you agree with this? Are you okay with this? Um, I know that I'm going to try to get... <laughs> we're, we're actually taping on Wednesday and the finale is tonight. So I'm going to, you, you guys are going to maybe not listen to this before it airs, but even so I want to know how does everyone feel about the fact that no one went home again? So I was sort of, I thought that was a cop out. Same, same. Yeah. Not feeling great about it. Um, but here we are. We have four in the finale and uh yeah so that's that's coming up um and it looks like it's going to be kind of a a big to do we have we see like a little preview of, of Anne actually putting on someone's outfit so i can't wait to see whose coat she's wearing um in that episode so she looks very happy all right so patricia yeah. Yes. Ready for Bravo? Oh, oh my God, that's right. I know. All right, we can talk about Bravo, but we've um, we have to try to do this. I don't know. I can't tell how long we've been on, but is an hour enough? Or at most, like an hour? Because mm-hmm. I, I do have to. Because we've been talking. Yeah, and, I know. And please edit this part out. I don't want to be. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. totally fine. And then <laughs> this part about me going. Can we? Can we not talk more than an hour? <laughs> I know. I'm so um, sorry because we went. We went like too deeply i think i was trying to get us over but it's still yeah it's been, been an hour well there was a lot to say yeah um yeah okay. let's talk about bravo so what's your out like wh- what time do you have to be out because i don't want to keep you too long um oh my gosh um i still need to eat before i go so let's just do like 45 minutes okay yeah so so, so one yeah okay great okay so i'm gonna um, um where, where do you want to start at the very beginning? So let's, yeah, let's, let's get into just a few things that are just really different. And I want to, for, for, for Bravo, I just wanted to jump right into the challenge, but also just, again, acknowledge what a difference budget wise. I really felt it this week, watching these two shows back to back and getting into the second episode. And so we're kind of getting the lay of the land. But I want to jump into the challenge because they, to introduce it, they completely outfitted the workroom into like a live art installation with these models that are just working it, kind of acting as as like live mannequins and wearing these in these really creepy settings and you know the the designers are walking into the workroom. It's completely different and they're not even sure if these models are alive or not (laughs) and 
yeah you know, that's that's just like yeah. how uh stylized it is and um uh. yeah yeah i mean so what they're what they're doing is introducing the challenge which is a gigantic commercial for this design or this fashion line called a human a period human um founded by someone named simon huck <laughs> so um and so it, what's interesting is that someone when you know we kind of intro onto the show and they're in their penthouse and on the way out someone goes i hope this is not the unconventional challenge and then you you walk into the workroom and we're like what kind of challenge is this this is to me kind of exciting it's interesting but but what it is is a, a fashion line of body modifications um where for this line they're according to simon hook their fundamental question is if you could change your body as easily as you could change your clothes would you so yeah i've never i've never heard of this i don't i've never heard of a human i don't know yeah, if you have yeah, I didn't even really know what this is or what it's made of. It looks like it's made of silicon, perhaps, or some type of plastic that you um, stick onto your body. So there are different modifications that they have. They've shown that Kim Kardashian has worn them. And I, you know, check that's an endorsement. Chrissy Teigen has designed them and she, you know, whatever. They show a, a photograph of that. I thought it was interesting hearing the names of these things because it, to me, they sound so ridiculous for something that is shown as being so futuristic and serious. So it's like they call it like chest feathers and horn shoulders and um, back scaffolding. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. Um, but to get into the challenge, just to kind of like lay it out there, this is a team challenge. So they're jumping right in. This is not an unconventional challenge, but it is another one of those quintessential Project Runway things where they they put them all into teams and each team has to create a collection. They're, make, they're responsible for their individual look that highlights these the body modifications that they're going to get. And every team will be assigned to a certain, one of the four body modifications or whatever. And um, what I thought was hilarious is that it, it's almost as if they've never seen the show they instantly start dividing themselves up into teams on their own as if they get to choose. And this is when Carly Kloss pulls out the button bag, which is not the velvet button button bag that is iconic. Of <laughs> previous project. Oh. <laughs> See, I would never know that. <laughs> I mean, I just have to point that out because they are shading <laughs> Tim Gunn and I don't like this. They're shading Heidi Klum. Oh. I don't like it. With oh. their version of a button bag, which is a plexi box filled with buttons. <laughs> a see-through plexi box. Um, yeah. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then I think I think plexi boxes are a thing on the runway now. Hmm. You know, like even like and I know I know that um it's in it's in collections, it's in Brandon Maxwell's current collection that he made these plexi boxes for his recent runway that held um, cowboy hats in them. They're really cool. They're very on trend, but I, I don't, I'm, I'm a little perturbed. And so she pulls out the plexi 
new button box because guys, this is a new project runway. Okay. Listen. Anyway. So, (laughs) so she, she pulls out the pet plexi and, you know, um, gathers her teams. So there's team shoulder horns (laughs) and that's Garo, Hester and Nadine. And there's team neck ruffles. And that's Afa, Sebastian, and Tessa. There's team back scaffolding. That's Leela, Vinny, and Beshmi. And team chest feathers, COVID, Renee, and Frankie. And then team necklace. Yes. Sorry. It's just Sonia, Jamal, and Rakan. All these names just crack me up. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. Um, so let's just talk. Let's go over Let's let's go over these teams. Let's go over just like the this dynamic because the way that they edit the show is is a lot there's a lot of back and forth. Um I will close off my little introduction of the challenge by saying that Carly Kloss just, you know, just tossed her comp cards on the accessory walls over there. She's like, I left your your comp cards on the accessory wall over there, so you guys can go like pick them up. And then each of you get seven hundred and fifty dollars. And and so when I heard the budget, they didn't blink an eye. They're like, you get $750 yeah. for three people. And I was just like, on all stars, they got $400 for a family of three. Yeah. Yeah. They almost doubled that budget. For You know? And I'm like, oh, it's just, oh, I'm glad that they're getting more money. But holy crapness. Again. Again. Yeah. All right. But how are they using it? <laughs> I know. that's So let's get into that. How are they using it? So I want to tell you before I forget that mm-hmm. I actually found the beginning of this episode so disturbing. I was really disappointed. How? I just found it well because what we see we we get the review from last week's episode, mm-hmm. and then we sort of get to know a little bit about Afa Alu mm-hmm. about his family, who talks about you know. He's talking about connecting from with family also. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about he has a two-month-old daughter and yeah. growing up in Samoa. You know, I would never want to see my daughter growing up in a hut without food and water. And then, so we go from that to, like, generic urban techno beats to a freak show. <laughs> you were into that and transition? Like, I was like, what is this edit edit story mm-hmm. of, about? Like, why is this how we segue into anything about Project Runway, fashion, anything, really anything? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So I was really disturbed by choosing to talk about Alpha's background, family, country, uh, different culture, Right, and then mm-hmm. use that as this, like, or have that as something that comes before a show, like a, a, a challenge that is introduced with literally what anybody would call a freak show. Because yeah. let's face it, none we don't wear things like that. That is something that whatever. So I found that really disturbing, really in poor taste. I was really disappointed that that would even happen at this day and age, and especially for a big, well, uh, well whatever. <laughs> I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, because they're 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 trying to, and this is a thing. Like they're 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 showing at the beginning the the designers waking up, interacting with one another, their breakfast routines. Um, oh yeah, you know, COVID chanting. <laughs> I mean, it started off. You know, we of course we have the 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 previously on, and it comes with this beautiful transition. What I thought was really beautiful um, sound of 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 COVID chanting and singing yes and and it's it really is a different vibe it really is because they go from what is really traditional to project runway we get to see them and and get to know them a little bit uh they're like a little bit of behind the scenes how they're interacting with one another and this is a very energetic group they're dancing together and everyone seems to be getting along in a way that takes you know kind of challenges me a little bit because I I find some of these characters already very annoying <laughs> I have like a back yeah. and forth but I like that they're they're getting along right now and that could also be a part of it too where they're showing the beginnings of them establishing relationships because down the line I think it's, it might get crazy I think a lot of people are going to cry on this season we've already seen them in previews but I think the very thin connection um oops Whoops, that was a weird sound on my end. So sorry, guys. But I think the weird connection on uh, between or the, the thin connection is I hope it's it's not an unconventional challenge. And and it's just that quote. And I believe that was Tessa on the way out. Kind of just, Perf. you know, quipping about that really quickly. And that's the connection to the a human. Like, it's no, you're not going to get an unconventional challenge, but it's still going to be unconventional. Kind of. Mm. That's my theory yeah. on how they've done that. Because everything else before that, it really is not supposed to go. It's supposed to be like a whole different thing. And then we'll care about Afa when he goes home. Because I, I was like, this is the going home edit. But I've been, you know, mm. they also Renee, they talk a little bit too much about her. And I get all, I always get a little worried that this is just about them going home. <laughs> right. So, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but about this challenge and in incorporating these human um, ideas and and fashion lines into their actual fabric choices and into the team challenge, uh, I would I, I just have to say, um, right off the bat that I was just really worried about Renee, who is paired up with COVID. I hope I'm pronouncing his name with COVID and Frankie. Yeah. Yeah. And really, really worried about Nadine who's, who's paired up with, or anyone who's paired up with Hester. I'm just worried. Yeah. Yes. And then everyone else was just like, you guys are fine. Um, Even like, with... I... no, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please finish. Please finish. No, even with Afa, Sebastian and Tessa, I was just like, I'm not worried about you guys. Or at the beginning, I wasn't really that worried. But that kind of changes as we go along. Yeah, I thought I was like, oh, great. Renee and COVID like, I'm sorry. Yes, Renee and COVID. Right, right. Renee and COVID. That's going to be great for Frankie. Meaning I think they're going to pull her along. They're going Mm -hmm. to make sure that I thought this would I thought they were the ones I was actually least concerned about. Hmm. I thought the Hester team was going to be the ultimate disaster. Mm -hmm. And it was its own disaster. But obviously not the disaster. <laughs> not the disaster. Yeah. yeah. So that surprised me. Yeah, there's something about Hester. And and we've 
it's we've touched on her. She is definitely getting a different type of edit, not the villain edit. We have that, I think, is is slowly it's slowly evolving that Tessa is becoming a villain. Oh, oh, I see. In my opinion, I think I think Tessa is playing it real well so far. Hester is just a bit of a mess because she freaked out last week when they told her you're going to get a two day challenge. And she goes, oh, my head, I'm just screaming. And I'm like, do you not watch the show? You're lucky you're getting another day. And then with this, there was something weird about her when Huck (laughs) was telling them, guys, I know that you guys are making clothes and everything, but this is a big deal for me and my fashion line. So whatever you design should enhance my stuff. All right. Don't cover that up because these are mine. And she's so Hester's taking notes, but she's shaking. She's trembling. And I'm like, this girl, I don't know how long she can last. Like she's just freaking out over just the prompt. They're just reading their lines and she's just really freaking out. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, but at the same time, you know, Hester is the kind of person who's very well aware, as she demonstrated to all of us, that she is not a team player. She yeah. feels threatened. And I thought, wow, not a lot of people who are like this. And, you know, we work in the creative fields, you and me. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of people like that. Oh, yeah. Not a lot of people who are like that have the self-awareness to understand that it's because they are threatened, that they're aesthetic won't mm-hmm. get across, won't make it. So the fact that Hester was able to verbalize that was good. It's like, okay, there is some hope for you somehow, mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, yeah. But I I think that she's going to have a really hard time and be very difficult to work with. Oh, yeah. And I, and I, I love how she said at first that she's used to collaboration, but she's not a team player. And that to yeah, me, so- it... Yeah. It's not a. It's not mutually exclusive. <laughs> Which, no, not at all. Not at you know, all. Yeah, because she has she has worked in major fashion houses. She's worked with um with with Betsy Betsy Johnson Betsy Johnson. And she has, which is perfect for her and her aesthetic, obviously. I'm glad that yeah. that's a place that she's gone. But also has real world real experience to to know. Yeah, like she's. You have to work in groups. She's used to doing this, but she's she's a handful. Yeah. Of tool. So all right. So let's Yeah, let, let's let's get into this. So I mean we we do have like their sketch time and we before they get to mood, which is where I think we get our first inkling of issues between the teams, like who's um getting their stuff together. And I think with 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 Hester's team, um, which is Team Shoulderhorns, I you know just hear <laughs> them. For these. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> she just is like, uh, I want a lot of tool. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna make a whole entire outfit out of tool. Okay. And at the at the very beginning, it is a bit of a shit show with them. But compared to Team, uh, oh God, I have to go back and forth in my notes. Team oh, back scaffolding. Um, who they're very they're very cool, calm, collected, earth tones. You know, this is what we're gonna do. This is great. You know, we're we've got the back. The back is a statement piece. Layla, Layla and Vishmi, that team. Yeah, Vish, Vishmi and okay. Vinny. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. all of them. And and we have a 
Team Chess Feathers, which is Renee, COVID, Frankie. And it seems like they have their stuff together. Just Frankie seems to be taking a creative lead by keeping them on track, saying they have to create some creative version of a strapless outfit of any kind because, again, they have to show the chest feathers. At this point, I was wondering about Renee and her aesthetic because she seems to be like a more modest designer who likes to cover up her models. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, you know, how are you going to, how is she going to respond to this? If I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not necessarily how she's used to working. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Renee is a no frills designer. Yeah. And this is yeah. all frill, you know, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. And then I wrote so, down the next one as just team Tessa. Cause at this time hmm. I, I just wrote team Tessa and I kept trying to go back and forth between my notes to figure out what they're doing. But I'm like, does it matter? She's already. Oh, team, team she's neck team, ruffles. It, it, neck ruffles. <laughs> like, you know, I, it felt like they were on some road to coming up with a concept. But then she goes, I'm not feeling any of what we're doing. So let's just figure it out at mood. And I was like, okay. That's Which is my disaster. recipe for disaster. Yes. Let's figure it out at mood. Exactly. What? Exactly. Because can we go to mood and go to the point where they are figuring it out? Let's get to mood. And again, we have the the difference between our our all stars just sauntering in and then our newbies here with Christian reminding them that they're in a group. They have to make a collective, cohesive um, thing going on. And he's also sort of making up for Carly Kloss because Kloss did not make this very um, clear in her introduction, her elaborate introduction yeah. with with Hook or whatever, that the, the collections have to be cohesive. So we have yeah. them running around and COVID doing his, you know, quintessential ripping <laughs> shit out of ripping bolts off of the shelves like n- no one else has to use that fabric, just tearing it up wow. Um and then everyone's starting to swatch. And I'm like, I've never heard any designers going, can I get a swatch of this? Can I get a swatch of that? And it's just, this is this is really interesting. And also, where is swatch? That would have been perfect. That would have been perfect for them to put swatch in. But we don't see a swatch here any either. But again, back to Team Neck Ruffles, who is blocking the <laughs> aisle. And an actual mood employee who's trying to get someplace real has to, like, excuse her way through Team Neck Ruffles. Just taking up the aisle being like oh my god what are we doing here so siriano sees them and almost practically screams of them she's like he's like what's going on over there you've got nothing you're not carrying any fabrics what what's going on and they're figuring it out because they haven't they haven't figured it out they haven't made a decision and they're lost right right yeah i thought this whole time in mood was um very strange because on the one hand we have team neck ruffles who is you know kind of at a standstill because tessa won't compromise um because i think i wrote down their issue was tessa wanted to use like a wool fabric and then maybe afa or sebastian want to use like organza or something she's like i don't want to use organza i want to use wool what do we do? I know. We're at an impasse. I know. I personally hate sequins. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's I what it was. Both. He's like, I want to yeah. use sequins. And she's like, um, That was Appa. 
Yeah, off of one of these. But or you know what? I I didn't like Tessa. I, I I do agree with you. She was being set up to look like the villain. Mm-hmm. And I still think she has that because later there was this twinkle in her eye when somebody else won that I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, there was something about this that um, I didn't like her at this point, but later I appreciated her leadership. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like she, she's paired up with the two most accommodating people on this planet. And, Afa, and most skilled. Oh, most skilled. Afa, who was helping out Frankie last week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the detriment of his own outfit. And then we have Sebastian, who can make anything. I know. Anything. He's like, he's the one I'm really, really excited about seeing. Same. I, I just want him to fly. He was, looks like just... Give him some back ruffle wings and just, you know, push him <laughs> off of the Brooklyn Bridge and like watch him soar over New York City with all of his fashions. And he's I'm just I can't wait for an individual challenge anyway. So, yeah, um, but we also have team shoulder horns and uh, Christian Siriano finds Hester surrounded by blue tool <laughs> he's like you're killing me with this blue tool over here hester really blue tool uh, only tool and i i, I felt i felt bad for her because last week she also was having some issues in mood and and gathering fabrics and ended up buying something that she didn't know how to work with and then this week she's actually excited about something and yeah. even though it's tool at least she knows what she wants and i'm like you know yeah let her get her fucking an, tool. I know it's inappropriate, but she has a vision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let her, let her be, ask her some questions, you know, like Tim it up a little bit, just ask her mm. some questions. And if she feels really strongly about it, don't try to pull her away from it. Because I think this is a moment where perhaps the teams should have been a little bit better about stating their claim on things that they wanted. And unfortunately mm-hmm. Hester is a little, uh, headstrong and at the same time indecisive and selfish yeah. i'll just be honest just selfish yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. you know you kind of have your own um challenges there and uh, you know i feel like this is where they kind of lost it because as we'll see they get to the counter and they're over their 750 dollar budget by almost a hundred dollars oh, i think it was about a hundred dollars so they end right. up getting rid of six yards of non-tool fabric to make room for the tool that Hester really, really is excited about. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, back to the workroom. Or anything else in mood? Is there anything else? No. Okay. No, no. All right. So, let's get back to this fancy workroom. That's back to normal. The prop team is in overdrive. Shout out to the props team on this new season of Project Runway Bravo because they are working them. <laughs> so they, they clear everything out. Um, and we we get to see a little bit of, oh, man, it's getting, it's already tense on day one. This is the, this is the first day of the challenge. Um, 
Let's see here. I, I'm trying to think of what really stood out, but I think what mostly stood out is uh, we have, I want to start with team Frankie, COVID and Renee um, team chess feathers. <laughs> so yeah. Frankie comes up with their idea, which is a story of a socialite who has a stylist who she hires to bring her amazing outfits to go out in the town with. And there's this wonderful piece of her, her chest feathers that she doesn't want to cover up. And I, and I just wrote in my notes, you're wrong here. I just thought this was a wrong story. (laughs) Socialites in chest feathers. (laughs) Next on housewives. I don't know. Boston proper. I don't know. (laughs) She actually flies to her red carpet events using her chest feathers. And then, she meets up with back feather um, uh, Sebastian and Sebastian with his back feather flies to her with all of her amazing outfits. But I mean, it's just, I think she, again, they're setting themselves up for failure by introducing such a convoluted story. Yeah. That is, that is so, that a socialist has a stylist who brings her three amazing different, different outfits. I'm like, guys, where's cohesion here? I think that's Frankie's reaction to this um, challenge, mm-hmm. which this is not Frankie's world. You know, we know Frankie likes design for curvy women. Mm-hmm. So to this is probably as outlandish as having a social a flying socialite. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I think just making the best of what she's given, which is okay. Who mm-hmm. does this? I know. <laughs> And yeah, you know, like who who is kind of like who is your who is your client kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, and I and I I would say, yeah, that I think Frankie is the one of the youngest on the show, and we have her with Renee, who is one of the oldest designers on the show, and and <laughs> Renee at this moment kind of shows how great of a mom she is because she's like, you know, with my children, you know, mm. she has nine kids. And so she's, you know, I, I let them be <sighs> their selves. And I know she's incredible. Um, and she doesn't dictate their lives in a way that, you know, she's not a, she's not a helicopter mom, but I think in this instance, she, uh, she kind of gives up a little bit too much control to Frankie and COVID by being I like, know. you know what? I let my children fuck up, so I'm going to let them kind of find their way to. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a team challenge. Absolutely not. Yeah. If you can be a little yeah. bit more forceful, and and kind of implement a little bit more of your your wisdom, you really, really mm-hmm. need that. But she just, again, like a oh, failure. Again, yeah, sidetracked by the freak factor of the challenge because mm-hmm. it's it's literally something that. Okay, the future of fashion. I almost wish this is the kind of challenge they should have um, about after like four weeks of working together or four, um, you know, this is not a second challenge. Yeah. In a way, because they haven't had enough critiques. They haven't really been exposed to working together. So in a way, these three... COVID, Renee, and Frankie, this is beyond their realm in terms of what they want to do, in terms of what they're tapped into. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they're put together. So yeah. it's total stagnation into, as to how even leadership should emerge from this group in relation to this challenge. Because yeah. none of them, this is just not appropriate for any of them. And they haven't worked well together. They haven't worked together that much. They're just getting to know each other, etc. So I think for challenges like this that are about so-called the future, this is not a second week into the show challenge. And I say Man. this because it's painful to watch people just fail when maybe they could have maybe failed in a more interesting way <laughs> if they had at least a better working relationship. Right, right. I mean, I, I and, and I kind of think... And I, I totally forgot to say that at the beginning, that they have to design as if this were five minutes into the future. So some type of futuristic element with right. this. And so um, I think for, for all of them, because I we, we think about uh, team, whatever Hester's team is, <laughs> like they, oh. their whole thing are just like, <sighs> we're, we're designing for magical sisters. They have magical team. powers. Team Shoulderhorn. Team right? Shoulderhorn. Yeah. They have these magical powers or something and they're all, you know, kind of like fairies. They're not, you know, it's a very, it's a very fantastical take on who they're dressing in a way. And it seems as if that it's mostly coming from Hester's experience with fashion, but her overthinking this futuristic thing where it's like, sure, fantasy of course, we're working with these um, these pieces of th of things that look like your body is 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 a human. You know, like you're not you're just like a human. It's just whatever. It's just it's it. it you know, so sure, take it to that. But yeah, I, I think this futuristic element kind of um, is is a factor here. Um, and the a big factor and a big factor also because um, if we're going to think about the future of fashion with these, I'm just going to use the word embellishments. What do they call it? Oh, body modifications, yeah, body modifications, yeah. which I'm fine with, but we have very, you know, we live in a present time and we've had a pretty long history of, of humans who have had to have body modifications just to be able to leave their home, just to mm -hmm. be able to do things. Mm -hmm. Right. So why are we looking to the future for a future of fashion when we could have. Uh, OK, let me rephrase that. Why are we looking to. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not superficial. I'm not going to say superficial, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say um, extra, <laughs> extra, mm -hmm. just sort of extra body modifications that are really to make one um, make a statement. Mm -hmm. Like, why are we looking to that as a future for fashion when we live among and with and between bodies presently that could benefit from a type of fashion that is adaptable to how people need to get dressed in the morning? Mm -hmm. People that have all kinds of bodies, not just our regular, you know, ableist, you know, yeah, yeah. everything is geared toward an, towards an able, ableist construct. So we need a future of fashion for people now who, who need better ways of buttoning, you know, because they need different ways of buttoning even their pants or their shirts. So yeah. the so-called future combined with this freak factor, to me, is sort of like, 
oh, really? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, because- I mean, and, it, and it's kind of like, it's one of those things where it's not even something where we, th- we get a, you know, I think the most of the common or the modern day idea of body modifications is actually from Hester, where she talks about all of her, her like her I tattoos know. and her piercings and things like that. Because otherwise, you can't have this really cool overproduced moment of having them come into the workroom and just like, you know, using their smoke machines and transforming this into, you know, like, like the the freak show or something that is a spectacle. And yeah. um, there there isn't room yet, I think, for them to talk about anything beyond this idea of, 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 a, of a spectacle that has anything to do practically with, with life. Because why, why do you have to, because in a way it's like you, you're, you're being practical. People are wearing these now. Kim Kardashian wore these, um, you know, T um, Chrissy Teigen wears this. So this is, this is already, this is already a thing. This is what fashion modification, this is the fashion version of those like types of modifications for, um, you know, fashion for fashion's sake, you know, they want, they yeah. want to get too, um, too useful, too social, no. too sociological with any of this nope. because it's total fantasy. Nope. It's total it's, fantasy. Yeah. So yeah, it's, no. it's a minor, it's a minor upgrade. It's not a whole, it's not a new operating system. Right. Right. And I see, I see where you're coming from because especially with, you know, this, this last season with Project Runway on All Stars and even Project Runway Prime, where it was the first season with, um, plus size models, you know, they're, they're, I think they're, they're only able to go so far. Hopefully. What took, what took so long for those plus stuff? Yeah. It took like 15 years. Outrageous. Not 15 years. It took like 13 years, I say. It took like 13 years. It's yeah, still, that's too long. Um, okay, yeah. So again, and listeners, I want your thoughts with this as well because we're kind of running through this. But um, if you had any any anything else to say about that in particular, and also what you think about these body modifications, and um, yeah, give 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 us your feedback. So okay, um, I want to move on through the workroom because uh, you know even we, we can encompass day two, but before we move on to that, we do have a little bit of a run in with this tool thing. And um, <laughs> I want to point out what happened. So we have Hester, who is a problem. And um, oh, shoot, is this is this Hester time? Okay, no, I'm sorry. Let's start with Tessa, because there are two two problems, Tessa and, Hes- and Hester. So Tessa is a problem. Um she is asking to see her teammates' works. She wants them to swatch things for her. Um, she wants to see how things are are draping to make sure that things are cohesive. And it's definitely taking a, a boss role, as you know, we kind of pointed out already. And um and it's like we have this moment, we have a couple of run-ins between Nadine and Hester. And I mean, sorry, Nadine and, and Tessa. Where Hester, Nadine, and Garo, they're trying to get their their shit together on their side. And then Tessa, after bossing around her workers, you know, I'm calling them her workers, she goes over to Team Shoulderhorns or Team Hester, where Hester Nadine is, and she goes, So how are you all addressing the future of fashion in your collection? And Hester starts asking her, and Nadine 
rightfully shuts that down. She's like, could you get to work? Yeah. Like we're Hester, get to work. And to I me, know. stop I, talking. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, it just was so tense to me. It was just such a tense moment because I'm like, it's weird that in this group dynamic, I wonder, we, we kind of see how Hester's used to working or not working with people. And then we're also getting to see how Tessa probably is used to working or not working with people um, and just yeah. sort of just, you know, going over and, and, and they kind of take up a lot of room in this episode, the two of them, unfortunately. Yeah. They do. Yeah. yeah. Um, any, any, anything else that stood out before Christian comes in? Well, I mean, Tessa Sparrow complaining about Tessa. Mm hmm. I was sort of like, okay, I wasn't impressed with that. Um, before Christian comes in, um, I don't know. Well, speaking of, of Sparrow, he sort of made some comment like he's the daddy of his team. And I'm like, but why is your team in shambles? <laughs> like, if <Yeah. laughs> he's very critical of Tessa, oh, Tessa. And okay, yes, Tessa was being. Uh, she was being a very thoughtless leader. I thought she was sort of wasn't being very respectful. I think I don't, it's too early for me to sort of have some understanding of her, but um, she was just on getting it done mode. That was it. Yeah. Whereas Sparrow was sort of criticizing Tessa, oh, Tessa, you know, rolling his eyes, but then he's saying he's the, the daddy of his team, but, his team is in shambles. Nadine and Hester, um, Nadine is kind of doing the best. Um, I didn't like Sparrow's garment. Mm -hmm. That was weird. And Hester is all over the place. And then yeah. Hester needs fabric and Nadine needs the same fabric. So, um, yeah, if you're going to call yourself the sort of daddy of your team or babysitter of your team, then actually babysit it, you know? <laughs> right, right. Actually get in there and maybe do some... I don't know, some, some communication or, yeah. you know, I don't know, just, damage just control, damage control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he was a little too ambivalent about things in my opinion. I, it makes me wonder about where he is in his headspace in terms of, he seems very super confident. He's already a semi-famous designer in his own right, has designed for quite a few um, heavy hitters so um, in a way, I'm wondering for him, it's like this all doesn't matter because I'm fine. I don't really care about whether or not I'm going to get through because I'm just really confident in that. Um, because, OK, so let's let's jump to Christian coming through, because I feel like Christian came through really quickly and just kind of messed a bunch of stuff up, especially for team shoulder horns. Um, because this is where we get their stories and team shoulder horns with, with Hester is where she's like, yeah, we have these magical sisters and, you know, this is the future. And, and she, and you know, that's, you know, they have to confront the tool again. And it's at this point when, when, um, Siriano passes by them that Hester goes back to thinking, I think I'm going to get rid of the tool that I made you all buy. And, um, and then the conversation is Hester. She's like, well, how much do y'all have of the leftover fabric that I made you all put back so I could buy 80 yards of this tool that I can no longer use? And Garo just 
plainly goes, we have eight yards. And she goes, okay, I need six. And it's like, it just made, you know, I'm like, okay, you just out there, you need six yards of the eight yards that they have. You made them put back six yards. They could have had 14. You need six of the remaining eight yards. And you just say that to me, it's just, it's, I'm so confused. <laughs> and, and like all of their, like all of their dynamic and, and even with, uh, I know I, I just, I just, I feel like I just have to rant about that, but what are your thoughts? I can go on all day. I need to stop on Hester. I mean, I thought, I thought Christian was right. It's like, stop overthinking it. You have to work with what you have. Yeah. Fix it up. Fix it up. <laughs> yeah. Because it was not making any sense. I mean, I thought that team was going to be the losing team for sure. Same, same. I mean, it the back and forth and the fact that, you know, she pulled rank and, they were down a bunch of fabric was just not a good, it didn't, that did not vote well for any of them. Um, And we also have, you know, the teams that are doing really well and, and, and not cohesive, but they're, they're fine. But unfortunately I think Christian Siriano's main um, uh, contribution to anything is just like, I'm nervous guys. Like this makes me a little nervous. And so he's nervous about team necklace because they're not cohesive and he's nervous about, um, you know, a a couple of other people like, you know, Vinny and Beshmi, like we're not worried about them. They're not worried about team back scaffolding with Leela and her Yeezy sweatshirt. He's just like, don't make three old power ladies power suits. And, and to me, um, in a way I, I, it's fine that we focus on the ones that are having the most issues, but, um, they were fine. Like they're, they're all doing okay. And unfortunately we have these like quite a few teams that are just going down in flames. And so it was hard to see who's going to go home because it could have been any of them. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So just going back to the, the, the freaking toll. Holy crap. (laughs) If Nadine, I think handles things very well. Because I think I would have flipped a shit on Hester. I would not have put back six yards of my fabric, just to be honest. Um, I would not have. I think they let her do a lot more than I think they ought to have. And they kind of dug their own grave by acquiescing to her her demands. And so the going back and forth to me is just, I don't even know how Nadine does just like leave and take a walk. But she ends up you know, giving her four yards of the remaining eight yards of fabric. And I wrote in my notes, what's wrong with Garo? Why is he not upset about this too? I think they all, they both should have been upset together. Yeah. So I don't know what's wrong with it. I agree. I agree. Oh my gosh. Um, So many things happened in this, this episode. Um, Move so let's let's also um let's move on to sort of like the the model time um and okay so let's yeah so model time until and into like the day of the runway and I bring up the model time because this is where I'm reminded that Tessa took away Sebastian's model. Oh, I didn't understand that. Yeah. So. so- yeah, so I guess the winner not only gets immunity, 
But they also get to choose whether or not they keep their model or they exchange a model. This is a throwback to old Project Runway, like Bravo Uh, Project Runway, because they have not done this in a long time. Because if you guys all remember from the first few seasons, for the first seasons on Bravo, they had a model component where the models would come out at the beginning of the challenge and they got to choose. And the winner had that choice, whether or not to keep or change a model. And then one of the other models got eliminated and it's all this drama. But I she chose Sebastian's model. And I think this was after they got their teams. So she did that. And so the model comes in. She's like, I got to pick you. Sebastian was mad at me, but you're my model because I won the last challenge. Oh, God. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but any, anything about this time before, we, like, the, the, like, day two, fitting of the models, and then um, going up to the, to the runway? Nope. Nothing really stood out to me. Okay, yeah. So I thought it was really, um, so, so sorry. We have another tool moment, because Hester changes her mind oh. again. Oh, Hes- and she goes back from tool back from using the the four yards that Nadine gave her to using her tool so this is the third tool and uh Nadine gets really upset rightfully so and she's like this asshole cut up all of my fabric and I can't use it because she went all Freddy Krueger over there and just stripped up everything and it's like, okay, at this point in my notes, I'm like, Hester needs to go. I'm just ready for her to go. It's, yeah. it's yeah, it's just really, and I agree with Nadine. It's embarrassing. Um, I know that was so funny. I mean, Nadine's, fun, the, 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 what I agreed with the most throughout this whole episode was Nadine's furrowed brow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, I agree. Every time I would see her, I'd be like, I agree. Yeah, she's all of us <laughs> in our frustration and just, it, just, just confoundment. It's just she's such a confounding character. Um, all right, so let's let's jump to the day of the runway, and I'm going to skip over all the beautiful points where we have COVID praying and meditating, and just the sound of it sounds like he's kissing something, or maybe like you know he's chanting and maybe doing something else, and it's just a sweet moment. It's wonderful, and um, we get we like bang on back into the workroom with all 25,000 designers and the models are already modified. So it's really cool just to see them coming in, wearing the, um, the modifications for their fittings. Um, we only have like a few bit of bits of drama that is actually really serious, but mostly with team chest feathers. So we have Frankie and COVID that are just, Frankie's making a new dress or new skirt out of leather. I don't know. It's it's weird. And then we have COVID, who is also just making a new skirt and is worrying Siriano, who was already nervous. And Siriano like does this thing where he pleads with COVID, almost like he's a th- like, talking to a third grader, because he's like, COVID, do you think anyone can help you with this? Do you think your team can help you? I- I don't know. It's so strange to me. 
that this like this whole interaction here because he's kind of chatting with his model about how scared he is and it just there's i don't know it's a combination of of you know i guess being stunned into inaction and panicked into just not really knowing what to do next so i don't know um anyway i also want to point out that women are in charge of hair and makeup this season so oh that's a project on my first so in the Maybelline and Tresemme hair salon, we have two ladies who are running everything, which is great to see. I forgot to mention that um, last week. So yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, all right. Anything else before runway time? Nope. Okay, let's get to this runway. We have, um, first up is team back scaffolding. <laughs> Um, yes. So we have, um, let's see, we have Mimi who is opening the show. Mimi closed the show last week, but Mimi is the first, um, the first model out there. And I would have to say that team backs, back scolding is probably one of the most put together, um, teams on the runway, I would say. But but any thoughts about this collection? I'm sorry. Um, I actually didn't hear the the last. For some reason, you cut out. Oh no! Oh, sorry about that. Wait, am I okay, on just... there? Oh yeah, yeah. So, because um, we're on the runway now, and mm-hmm. um, we start off with I believe Mimi is Mimi is the first model. And she and she opens up for for team back scout, uh, scaffolding. So we have Bishmi first, mm-hmm. and then then Vinny, and then Leela's outfit comes out afterwards. Yeah. Um, I have to say that I was I thought the sleeves on on Bishmi's was you know incredible, and I like the asymmetry in in Vinny's outfit there, and then. Leela, you know, the judges know that she can sew. So that that was her thing where she just really wanted people to know that she actually can make clothes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had to they had a, a slogan for themselves, right? Or a team mission, edgy aquatic. Edgy aquatic, right? Yeah. Right? So when yeah. I saw it on the runway, I was sort of like, "Oh, where did that go?" But that's okay. You know, it's okay. <laughs> and it's so funny cuz definitely that was what was aquatic for them was uh, or edgy I would say like super super edgy with a symmetry and with these pointy shoulders and these like gill I I feel like the they were like having this like gill phenomenon coming on like with the rufflings that kind of making that aquatic feel um I still don't really know about Vinny or his he's he's kind of a designer who uh Vinny did really well last week with the feathers and yeah. this week I just still, I'm like, not really sure. Not sure. Not sure about Leela either with her ruffles on the front and her, her chest skills, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't excited about that whole team. I was sort of like, blah. Yeah. yeah. It was very, well, very well done. Um, no drama, hardly any drama with them. They're just a very cool yeah. group. 
they worked very well together. And what I think is interesting, you know, maybe if no surprise to us, but the teams that worked the best together had the most blah outfits and the teams that didn't, had more tension had the winning outfit and the losing outfit. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So we have team shoulder horns and, um, Hester is out first with her tool dress. And, um, they said they went with blue because the, the body modifications are blue, which was very, very expected. But quite honestly, this looked like something that she showed, I think, the very first runway. Um, <laughs> so it, it, you know, is kind of going back to what it is that, you know, and her like weird whimsy aesthetic. But yeah, I don't know. And then and again, we have also Nadine and then Garo. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like. Yeah, I, I didn't like this group at all. Unfortunately, Nadine, you know, was whatever fabric that they chose, I think it was satin. It just looked very, very, as Siriano said, tortured, extremely tortured, puckered. Um, it looked really, really bad. Even Garo, who thought, hey, I'm perfect. I made a bodycon dress. We use both sides of the textile, and he didn't even say textile. He says textile, and I'm like, I don't want. I don't know where you're from. <laughs> even that looked very underwhelming. And you know, at the end of it, we hear a little bit from Brendan Maxwell, who said, I think, shadily, "Well, that was certainly interesting. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, bad collection. <laughs> so, I I wasn't into it. I didn't understand it. Same, same." All right. Um, next, we have Team Necklace. Why am I saying Necklace? It's Team Necklace. Oh, that, that's Sonia. Yeah, Sonia, Vakan, and Jamal. Jamal. Yeah. Yeah. And those so, two, I felt the same. To me, that was like Team Back scaffolding. Very safe. Worked mm-hmm. well together. Very sort of blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Vakan's piece is a tunic, I guess. I know. It sort of looks like what Carly Kloss was wearing. I know. I thought that too. Yeah. Carly Kloss is wearing this, I don't know, a, a very confusing. Iridescent. Yes. Iridescent <laughs> with a, like a, almost like a hot pink choker collar and um, just kind of flows out from there. And whatever iridescent it, it, material it is, it almost looks like when she walks with crinkle a little bit. Um, and so then Rakan's tunic, very long tu- tunic, is uh, it's kind of a, you know, the the color, it matches the color of the model's skin. And just just like very long. And then Jamal, I think, made a piece from his thesis collection. <laughs> so just to remind everyone, Jamal is the one who just uh, showed at, at um, New York Fashion Week, has just oh, wow. graduated from fashion school. And has a collection of clothes that looks just like this. So I'm like, you just made what you made a fashion week, but it just looks worse. And oh. and we point out the shoes. He tried to cover up those shoes and it just looks I know. super awful. I like um, the idea, but it's well executed at all. Yeah, yeah. He's really embarrassed. Um, 
I mean, to add in a bit of shade, perhaps, we have Afa coming in next with Team Neckruffles, um, <laughs> a.k.a. Team Tessa. And, sorry, this model reminded me of Queen Laris, who is the phenomenal plus-size model from um, the last season of Project Runway Prime who would do a twirl at the end for a reveal. This model does a couple of turns and it was just so, so perfect. I really, I, you know, I, I didn't really like the top to this outfit as much, but I thought it went together really well. And they show um, his shoes. Like he covered his shoes the same mm-hmm. way Jamal did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it gets pointed out during judging that this is how you cover <laughs> a shoe. I mean, and a high five, and a sort of like breaking the third wall of the judge uh-huh. of the judging section with the contestants <laughs> by um, I forget the designer's name right now. So, so to be, but to give the the contestant a high five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and and then we have Tessa with the off the shoulder sweater and the skirt that. I don't I, I forgive us for not mentioning this enough that Sebastian made carrying the purse that Sebastian made mm-hmm. and uh, the poorly built top that Tessa made. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we have Sebastian with the finale dress and it looks like just all the ruffles and just so uh, it walked beautifully it moved beautifully and tied in with the skirt and like the ruffles and the almost like the like the pedaling of the first outfit so well. So um, I thought this dress was gorgeous. Oh, I thought it was stunning. I thought it was stunning. And with those neck ruffles, yeah. it showed off the neck ruffles the best. It was the first time I was like, oh, these things aren't these things aren't weird. Like it just made sense. Like, of course, you would wear these neck ruffles with this dress. Yeah, it made it was really, really well thought out, and I think this is what when when I saw this runway show, I thought, oh, okay, this is when I started to see Tessa as somebody who can pull the team together. Mm-hmm. She's not a, of course, she's a designer, but so far from what we see on the show, her strength in the f- first two episodes has been pulling a team together, hmm. and yeah, because even. Afa, up until Christian had their talk with this team, Afa was very tense. And then after the talk with Christian, Afa smiled. Hmm. You know, Afa was sort of like, oh, okay, so we're in the right direction. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I I think perhaps Afa did not trust such a monochrome palette to convey so much. So I think in a way... I'm not sure that if Tessa intended this or not, but with these two designers, with Sebastian and with Afa, I think that she demonstrated in this instance mm-hmm. her ability to pull them together because these two have very, and even herself, um, they each have three very different aesthetics. But that was the most cohesive group on top of containing, for me, that that, the, that group contained the three strongest looks. and dominated by Sebastian's skill skill set. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. You have actually just convinced me of something that I think I've been like 
holding off on. And yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Because thinking back to their separate aesthetics, the minimalism that's her signature is 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 in this monochromatic um, mm-hmm. motif. And she was able to, or actually like, I would say working with two people who were open to being led way more open than I think they ought to have been. Hopefully this doesn't bite them in the ass later on in, um, in this series, but open to just like, you know, they're, they're just immune to, or they had patience for, um, kind of like her, uh, her demands. And, and I would say selfishness as well with mm-hmm. what is it she wants. And like, I want this and I want that. And, Thank goodness that Sebastian was able to pull it together in, in day two because he's a fast sewer. He's very skilled, obviously, since he basically made, patterned out, cut out, and made that really, really complicated looking um, skirt and fitted it so that it looked good. And, you know, I would say, you know, moving forward, maybe this is something that's eye opening for both of them. It's like, I don't need to use like loud colors or crazy combinations of things and then and kind of pull together something that is clean and wonderful in my aesthetic. And that's like their capacity. I just hope that they've learned that and then can I move, can, can move forward and then, you know, kind of blow Tessa out of the water because if they hadn't been there, I think Tessa would not have been able to make anything. She would have made that. Maybe she would have made that whole off the shoulder sweater as a sweater, a sweater dress or something. But it makes me question her skills and how far she can actually go in this unless she's able to commandeer Afa or Sebastian again to make her clothes next week. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, not having a background in any of this, it's really, I kind of wonder, well, what is her strength? I mean, she's not there because she's a fool. She obviously can. Mm -hmm. Um do a lot she's obviously skilled so i'm kind of wondering what is her skill because the apron last last week was not impressive to me at all i wasn't a fa- i didn't think that should have been the winning look but it was mm-hmm. yeah so i'm kind of wondering like okay like i want to see her skill set i want to see what she's capable of doing um you know uh sparrow i call him sparrow but it's garo garo mm-hmm. already made a very disparaging comment about Tessa's skills. Oh, Tessa can't do blah, blah, blah. like there was already some comments, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I want to see, <clears throat> I want to see if that's true or not. I want to have that either confirmed or not somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, same. But this reminded me there was something very similar to this in uh, Drag Race in the same week because <laughs> there was one uh, drag queen. Um, Oh my goodness, Scarlet Scarlet Envy, who mm-hmm. also kind of corralled. So the challenge was to make to cast for a musical called Erusical, and <laughs> this <laughs> this drag queen Scarlet Envy was able to assign roles and let people choose their roles and sort of, and, but assign roles to people who didn't want those roles, but then did really well hmm. in the challenge, and I thought. It was interesting that this same thing happened with Project Runway in that mm-hmm. Afa wanted to use sequence, had a whole different vision, didn't really really want to go to a muted palette. But then he 
Alpha did really well. Everybody yeah. was impressed with how he leveraged that tension of, oh, I have to do something different in my palette, but using my solid construction base, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's that really, yeah, that is very, very fascinating because it makes me think about how their palette was similar to the team before. Um, team. Oh, yeah. Oh, shoot. Neck ruffles. You mean Sonia's team? No. Sonia's team. Oh, shoot. Team. No, Team Necrofuls is no, Tessa. No, Team Necklace. Yeah, sorry. Te- there's, so there's Team Necklace, both about oh, the team neck. Necklace. Team Necklace yeah. and Team Neck Ruffles. And they, right. were, they oh. were really successful in that beige, brown, earth tone type deal. In yeah. In that sense. So the compromise was a color and it, it really worked out. Huh. That's a, it's a, okay. All right. I'm convinced. You've convinced me. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure. Here's the thing, Tessa. Though I was really surprised she was not more happy that Sebastian won, as she stands there, even wearing a little bracelet that he made. In I addition wasn't surprised. To the bag, you know, I wasn't surprised. I was sort of like, oh, okay. So she kind of redeemed herself in my eyes by saying, "I had this vision. Sebastian helped me make it." You know, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you redeemed yourself a little. But mm-hmm. then when he won, she didn't look happy, and I was like, nope. oh, oh. I was not surprised. No, she she most likely thought that because that's another thing when she, when the when the look was walking down the aisle and not what am I talking about the aisle the runway oh my god yeah. it's not a wedding what the at f- stop and shop stop what anyway so <laughs> it's like grocery shop they're shopping I they're, love the idea oh yeah, I love the I know. idea what they're walking down this aisle um you know shopping in their their neck ruffles. And she goes, I'm kind of bummed that this was a week where I hit it out of the park with this really amazing outfit and I have immunity and I didn't even really need it. She thought she was going to fucking win. And then when mm. the judges asked, did you guys have a leader? And she raised her hand, you know, just confidently raised her. I'm like, um, clearly it was a team Tessa. It's like, I get a little bossy. And, and you know, and it's like this whole thing where I think she thought, in this team challenge, I'm going to dominate by using, again, like what you, what you pointed out, the things that I'm so strong at, which is, um, you know, having basically bossing everyone around. It's just getting everyone to to kind of get together, remind them of the concept, think about how things are getting cohesive, just the the large, larger picture of things. Maybe and in, in, in a way, maybe it's very talented of her to understand that. The one thing that I can put into this that will fit, I can't do it technically. So since I'm in a team, I'm going to have this person kind of, you know, have this thing done. I'm going to boss you around and tell you what it is that I want. But I was not surprised because I think when she was like, I'm going to get points for being the leader, though. If we win, I'm getting points. And that's also why I think she was so confident in saying and unaware. This is where I don't think she's very self-aware by admitting that she had so much stuff done by another designer didn't see that as being a knock against whether or not she, she deserved to win. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting that Carly cost kind of like, you know, throws a look to Brandon because Mm -hmm. Tessa throws in, she's like, Oh my God. And this bag, this is something that Sebastian literally made in the last like 30 minutes of this morning. And I was like, I don't say that. Don't fucking say that. Your days are numbered, Tessa, because Carly looks at Brandon and Brandon looks at Carly like, oh, 
I know. And Nina goes crazy. <laughs> I know. All of them got it. Oh. And I'm like, Tessa, you you made a mistake. You messed up. Because you yeah. it is weird to me how unaware she is of those of those types of things. But I think it's because she's been rewarded. I'm just making all these assumptions. I'm sorry. But um but I'm glad she said those things because why should Sebastian's work go unacknowledged? Right. But that's the thing. He ought to be acknowledged up to a point. But then she gets surprised. So she didn't well, understand. What? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, go ahead. no. And I, I think that's what she thought in her head, that she's entitled to this prize. She's entitled to the win. Um, But mm-hmm. of course, not Sebastian, not these people who had no direction right. without her. He made this, of course, but it was for her. And he but offered to vision. make it. But it was my <laughs> vision. I'm I'm the leader and I deserve this win. And the, but the but yeah. the problem is, even though she didn't understand that, the only critique that they got with on their outfits was her terribly mitered sweat sweatshirt sweatshirt top, whatever. Yeah. And we got to hear what like yeah. mitering is all about. But like, you had the worst looking outfit. Of course, you're not going to win. It was a, it was right. great. It was good. But the only good thing about your outfit was something that someone else made, and that right, counts. Right. So yeah. Well, yeah. I wonder. See, here's the thing. The thing that bothers me about all this, it's like, okay, fine. Like, yes, Sebastian, it was Sebastian's win all around and Mm well-deserved. But let's just say six episodes from now, or even let's just say in the final three, and they're against each other, Mm -hmm. Tessa's going to have the advantage of having had that outfit count towards her win that she did not make. I don't think so. Sorry, the the skirt. Yeah, I don't think so. I think... I really feel like in those looks that they were giving each other and also in the judging afterwards, um, Carly Kloss points out, she goes, yeah. And so um, Sebastian made the skirt. Sebastian made the bag. Sebastian yeah. made his outfit. And Sebastian did the, you know, I think they all know. They all see. I feel like Nina is the one who advocated for her win last week. And I think... I would like to think that Nina is seeing a little bit of like behind the curtains of how this is all like of potential. Like I have a feeling that they're going to keep in mind that she didn't make that outfit. Yeah. And yeah. Nina is very eager to save it. She like pulls up the sleeves, mm-hmm. you know, and then Carly says, Oh my God. It's now, now I like it. Now I like it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so unfortunately we don't have time to go all into that but um right, right. but I think we can also talk about that's the winning that was the winning team obviously and the person who won we already spoiled it for you guys so it's it's Sebastian won rightfully so so he gets immunity but we have we 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 skipped the team that lost and that's the last team on the runway and that's team chess feathers so right. um I don't have much to say other than that Frankie, again, is saying this is not her best work. And she honestly made what I think Hester made last week with this. Like, I know what someone else said. I yeah. Know. Oh, who else said that? Oh, wait. Didn't Carl? No, no, no. Didn't. Um, oh, my goodness. The former Ebony. Oh, Elaine. Um, Elaine. Elaine. Walter Elaine. Walsh, yeah. Elaine said something like last week somebody went home for making something just like this. Yeah, something basic. Um, that something was Kavanaugh. Black. Yeah, Kavanaugh and her black. Oh, Kavanaugh. That's outfit. right. That's right. 
But I think this was also like he- like the the outfit Hester ended up making with that like choker collar again that kind of outlined the shoulders and went around. Right. It was very similar, but in black and another leather skirt. Um, it it was hideous, and it looked like Nina was upset. And and Elaine, when during the judging, was like, "I feel like I have to say something because you are why I am why you're here." And mm-hmm. last week, I. I was the one who went to the mat for you. And this week I'm not doing that. Like I'm keeping my mouth shut. Like you guys go to town. I I can't do that again. I know. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely not. And holy crap. It was just a matter of time. I mean, yeah, I, I just think this, this whole team was extremely obviously terrible. So I would say team, Shoulder horns was very lucky that Frankie and Kobe just really fucked up royally. So I know, I know, yeah. and I'm I was sad to see Frankie go because um, I just wanted to see more of what she could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, for example, one of the frustrations of watching this show is to constantly watch people be in challenges that are not matched for them. Yeah, right. So this episode in this type of challenge is exactly that is this should be for later not a, you know not so much in the beginning where maybe some contestants who would not do well in such a challenge would already mm-hmm. be weeded out you know um so you have a much more enjoyable viewer experience if this type of challenge is later in the season but 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 that's not what happened so i was sad to see tess uh, to see frankie go because i would have liked to see her do a challenge that was more suited for Frankie's own talents, but I was yeah. really ready to see COVID, COVID go. I yeah, I was ready to see both of them go. I really was okay. With yeah, well, them both going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know they both. I, I think they both deserve to go based on the execution, and even Renee. I was disappointed in Renee. If this had been the first piece I had seen by Renee, I would mm-hmm. be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah, uh, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, so I, I was sort of like, how do you make something? so well made in one week and then make something that looked like it took, I mean, okay, not me. It wouldn't take me five minutes. It would take me a year, but still it would, it looks like it was made in 20 minutes for somebody with her skill level. Yeah. You know? So yeah. totally agree. That was tough, but again, it, but I think somebody like Renee, even though this is not her, Renee's forte or direction, this challenge is suited for Renee's skill level, not so much mm-hmm. Frankie's. Yeah, you I, know? I totally agree. And and I would have loved to have seen Renee figure out a way to put in her aesthetic. I think she just was really acquiescing to all of the, um, just like this idea of this stylist and whatever. And, and even her, so there was a moment where, during the judging where Nina is like, okay, Nina starts preaching to Renee and she goes, Nina, she has these, she's like, Renee, she has these wings on her chest and she's supposed to fly, but you've almost clipped her wings because Renee designed a cardigan that actually strapped the woman's arms behind her like a straight jacket. And it was like, yes, let's go. And she says that she's like, you've clipped her wings. And I'm like, uh, 
yeah, you did that. What were you thinking? It was such a, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not her. Um, It's not her at all. And I, 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 yeah, I just, it was just, yeah, I was just like, I just wrote in my notes, preach Nina. (laughs) (laughs) Grenade needs to hear that. Hmm? And I like the comment. This is about the future. And all you can think about is a woman who goes clubbing to goes to a club. Uh, I know. (laughs) That was a great great moment. Like Nina's exasperation as this is about the future. And all you can think about is a socialite who gets dressed to go to a club. Yes. Yes. She's (laughs) like, like, well, you know, when you, when you put it like that, (laughs) I know. And I mean, it was uh, such a succinct way of talking about how they messed themselves up from the very beginning. You know, like you're taking direction from from Frankie. This is, mm. you know, and it's fun, but it's like there was no collaboration. There was no COVID coming in saying, this is what I think about this challenge. And there was no Renee coming in and going, yeah. how am I going to put myself in this? And And I think a part of that is just these chest wings where you have to show them because it's a giant commercial for these really expensive pieces. But then, you know, how, how can you, you guys work together or make sure that you have one another's point of view coming across and you're doing something that you really, you all love and help each other. No one was helping each other. No, either. So yeah, what, yeah. Which, which Christian pointed out very early on, like you, you have to help each other out. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. So, so it, it's so unfortunately we we say goodbye to Frankie. But I say unfortunately because it's not Frankie and COVID because I would have liked for both of them to go. Um, yeah. COVID cries on the runway and I feel like he's going to cry a lot more. And it's so interesting because it just crying makes Nina upset. And she says, there is no need to cry. Please stop crying. And, you know, it's just like, no. <laughs> he's but he's here for another week um and frankie is gone um so i'm i'm i don't know it's 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 we're in for it we're in for it this season there's still a ton ton of designers left and um i'm i'm all here for it i i think i don't know i i I don't know what else to say we've we've kind of talked our heads off of (laughs) both of this um I would I would just say that Carla needs to stop lying to her to the people that she says goodbye to because she's um or no not not lying but like Hester told Frankie like she's like oh you know don't cry you do awesome stuff like you know you're amazing you're wonderful I'm like I think it's great but let's be realistic that Frankie needs to like figure some stuff out and we didn't really yeah. see any awesome things from Frankie we didn't see that so I don't really know how we know whether or not she does awesome things and that's unfortunate but yeah but I think the right person went home I know I do too because if you're in the bottom twice okay it's your time gotta go give the other person a chance because you've had your chance so I thought that was fair right right okay Um, so Patricia to to wrap this up finally (laughs) yes I I do have to go (laughs) yeah can you tell people where to find you and if you have anything oh, to share. Nothing to share this week. Um, and I'm easily found on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm mostly on Twitter. 
Um, and my username on there is sense, S-E-N-S-E, -S -E, and site, S-I-G-H-T. That's Yay. it. And of course, you can find me at Arinez on all the social mediums and on my website, arinezdavis.com. And you can find the workroom on Facebook and Instagram. All of those links are going to be in our show notes, as well as a links to whatever Samelia is up to right now. Um, shout out to textileshop.com. And then I also will have um, links to Nalen's website as well. And as always, thank you guys so much for following with us on this crazy Project Runway double-decker thing going on. And um, yeah, until next week, we'll say goodbye. Okay. Bye. Bye.